Beehive Sports Podcast, powered by Swing Juice. Visit swingjuice.com. Use promo code Beehive20. 20% off your golf and MLB PA apparel. We're back. Season 2, Episode 1. It'll be easy to keep track of for a while. Uh, today, we are going to discuss uh, a little bit about what you guys have to look forward to moving uh, through Season 2, some plans we have and, and all that. Uh, we're going to get into Sketty's first dumb take of season two, which he disagrees. But So we're starting the show with an argument. It's going to be great. Uh, baseball's back. We're going to get into that a little bit as the lockout finally comes to an end. An agreement was made between the MLB owners and the MLBPA. March Madness is here. We got special guest Joe Pellegrino coming on to give us Pelly's picks for the uh, March Madness tournament. Then we're going to get into three... That's right, three, sorry, Mom, three fast facts in sports history. And that's going to take us right into our newest segment, Sketty On. I'm really looking forward to that. I think people will enjoy uh, how that's going to go. Then we have uh, Things That Sting Jam Packed. We have a new format for that as well. We're going to uh, go over exactly how uh, the Things That Sting will be run, but basically we're going to go with three main stories and then a rundown where we're just going to briefly uh, give a take on multiple stories. But today we have uh, Kane Velasquez. Uh, we have the New York Liberty being fined half a million dollars. And what was the last one? Brittany Griner. <laughs> so that's going to, and then, like I said, we're going to have a bunch of stories that go right along with that. As we get into my hive, we are going to discuss a little Celine. <laughs> We're going to get right into the NFL free agency and the frenzy that's happening with all of that. We're back, everybody. Let's go. Welcome to the Beehive Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Joe and Sketty. The buzz is brought to you by... Bush Light. Bush Light. We got a Bush Light sponsorship. I don't know how. We know some people. Uh, Those people know some people. And... Bushlight is now a proud sponsor of the Beehive Sports Podcast. That was the most exciting news I had ever heard in my life yesterday. Fast ones. Lattes. Love it. My favorite beer. I still order this no matter what restaurant I go into, knowing they don't have it. <laughs> Fuck them. They should get it if they knew it was yeah. good for them. So, yeah, uh, in uh, collaboration with, obviously, with Paul Mangione, we were able to obtain Bushlight as a sponsor for... Season two, uh, there's going to be several bush light giveaways, not just beer, but some merch. We have a lot of plans for season two, which is, uh, like I said, what we're going to start out with just talking about a little bit. We have a few new sponsors. You can see on the ticker, Pub 302, artist formerly known as Ralphie's. I went in there for lunch at, with you, actually, and Paul, yep. for the, yep. uh, the TBSP meeting. And hot damn, they made that place way less smoky. They got some nice... Yep. Uh, 
whatever the hell those things are called. They look like tires. Yep. And uh, the fans or whatever. Yep. Revamp the menu. It's looking yep. good in there. Felina's done a really nice job. So we thank her for jumping on for a few episodes as a sponsor. Uh, what else we got? It was a good month off. Yeah. Yeah. A lot going on. It's busy. Semi-productive. You were productive. I was, yeah, semi-productive. Semi-productive. Say super. Yeah, yeah. So since Bushlight is a proud sponsor, I'm going to crack one and have a drink of it. Refreshing, ice cold. The mountains start to sing when you drink Bushlight, which I might have stole that line from a commercial that we're going to play here sometime soon, but um, (laughs) whatever. So, uh yeah, good month off. We we did have a meeting, like I said, uh, met with several of our sponsors. We met uh, and hashed out what we're going to do, the new format. We added a new segment. Uh, we kind of got things a little more structured for how season two is going to go. Uh, there's, a, I guess, basically, you know, we have one show a week. It's not a daily show. So it's really hard to cover everything, even some of the stuff that like you want to cover. You just can't because there's other stuff that has better talking points. And, uh, you know, would would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. It's just rough to get to everything. Right. And that's why I feel bad because sometimes we get like people uh, sending us messages or texts or whatever and just saying, hey, can you you guys should talk about this or this or, you know, whatever. And it's just hard to get everything, you know. Uh, all in 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 one show and not make the show you know three four hours yeah. long but yep. <clears throat> one day when Bushlight is paying us to do this full time we will cover whatever you guys want the, absolutely uh that's the plan but for now they're sponsoring us and they're still making money off of us because we're gonna buy more than we receive <laughs> absolutely it's, it's still a net loss can't win them all okay so like I said, giveaways. We're gonna do uh, several giveaways coming up. We're still putting together the part or the uh, prize pack for the tournament bracket, which I, I I didn't even look to see how many entries we ended up with. Do you know? Did you look? I have no idea. No idea. Didn't look. Um. So we need to talk about Sketty's. Yeah. See, this is what I'm saying. We want to talk about everything. Uh, it is a hideous jacket, but it's St. Patrick's Day. You're supposed to wear, you know, green. Be festive. Even if you're not Irish, right. Like I put on the post, even if you're not Irish, most people today are pretending that they are. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, anyways, back to the giveaways. We're going to put together a prize pack for the the bracket that we put together. And Paul uh, approached me with some ideas yesterday. There's lots of stuff in the Bushlight catalog that we're going to get to pick from and, uh, you know, do some giveaways that way uh we're gonna have tentative plan we didn't talk about this much at the meeting which we probably should have more but uh we are planning on sometime this summer haven't hammered down a date yet uh but we're going to do basically like capital one's the match but it's going to be the beehive sport well whoever sponsors it i guess it'll be the match and it's uh me versus sketty and we're going to live stream nine holes uh, try and get, you know, whole sponsorships and uh, the winner gets to choose the the money donation to a charity, I think is the plan, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. If I win, I might just use it 
that money to pay for my chocolate milks at the pepper mill because they're so expensive. I don't think we're going to have a sponsorship that big. <laughs> it's going to be tough to pull off that kind of money. I'd have to. Yeah. I might, might get a small, I might be able to afford a yeah. small, a shot yeah. glass, if, shot if, glass if of lucky. chocolate milk. Uh, anyways. Lucky. Yeah. So new segment, Skeddy on, which is going to be following sports history. Uh, Skeddy is going to be on whatever he's on that week. It could be sports related. It could not be. We don't know what it's going to be. He's just telling me the basis of it, and it's all going to be natural reaction from me too because I do not know what uh, what words he's going to speak. So it should be fun for everybody because you do you are you are assembling quite the uh, following of people who like to listen to your bullshit. So yep. happy yeah. I can contribute. <laughs> and actually, Pelly, who's going to be on here shortly once we get through uh, your dumb take in baseball. I think Pelly doesn't he like get credit for the segment name because yeah. didn't didn't they start that way back yeah, when? Yeah, it was yeah, it was like him and Craig when they would come to the house to watch the Browns games, and I'd just be spouting off whatever stupid shit, and they said you just need a podcast, call it Skeddy on Sports, and just take your idiot takes out there. People would pay to listen to you be an idiot, and here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Push light. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah, so that's you know pretty much the gist of what's what's going on. Like I said, we restructured a little bit um, of how the segments will be run to try and keep things a little as as timely as we possibly can. Of course, um, it's all content based, so you never know. You know, if we have a down week, then it's going to be a shorter episode if it, if there's not a lot of news going on. But when you take a month off, first episode, you got a lot to talk about. Yeah. Yep. So it's pretty cool, I think. But uh, all right. First thing I want to get to before we uh, head into Skeddy's first dumb take of season two. Oh, I forgot I had this banner. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. Um, I want to give a quick shout out. Congrats to the girls basketball team. Yeah. When uh, Warren Dragons girls basketball wins their second consecutive District 10 title, uh, ended up losing in the first round of the playoffs in a home playoff game, which was unfortunate. However, it doesn't count in my opinion because it was against a private school. Yep. And uh, that they yeah. should, they should fucking be playing each other. They shouldn't play public schools. That's always been my opinion. We'll have a uh, Hagberg on and really get into that some, some week. Cause I wonder, yeah. I'm actually curious what he thinks about that, but I think it's bullshit. If you're a private school and you're plucking from all these public schools to build your dream team, then play all the other schools that do that. Absolutely. It's a, it's kind of a crime by the PIAA that they do that. Yeah, it is a crime. Is what it is, I guess. Yeah. So with that said, I uh, do want to shout out also D9 and D, uh, D9 and 10 sports.com who we kind of alternate back and forth a uh, little partnership with them in your daily local because they are in cahoots as well. Um, they're broadcasting a live stream tonight at six o'clock. Uh, Clarion County YMCA All-Star Game. So it's high school, 20, 20, I think it's a pool of 20 girls, 20 guys, and they form four teams, of course, two girls, two guys, and then they play an All-Star Game. But the team captains pick the teams. So it's like a draft. I like that. I like it too. So Emma Ruhlman uh, from Warren is one of the captains. Uh, Riley Childress is also in the pool of players. So It'll be interesting to see if they end up against each other. Brian uh, was texting me about this. He's curious to see if they 
go against each other or if Emma gets the first pick, if she takes Riley or takes somebody else. Uh, so I, I kind of want to, uh, I'm probably going to tune into that later once the video is embedded and watch it and see how that uh, shakes out. Cause I think it'd be pretty neat. Yep. On to you, my friend. I, I don't have a dumb take, so I'm interested where you're going with this. Okay. So I put up a post on the Facebook page where I said, Chandler Jones this year is the 2022 version of what J.J. Watt did last year during free agency, in which he publicly stated, it's not about money for me. I want to win a Super Bowl. Those words. Okay. So then he signs a massive deal where he's getting paid big bucks to go to the Raiders. Who were in the playoffs last year. Still not good. And you know that, and I know that. You know they're not going to win a Super Bowl. So, we knew so Arizona wasn't. But here's where your take was stupid. Because you said, well, he didn't sign with the Rams. So it, clearly, if he was chasing a ring, he would have signed with the Rams. How the fuck was he supposed to know that the Rams were going to win the Super Bowl? How are you supposed to know the Raiders aren't going to win the Super Bowl? Because I have a brain and eyes, and I watch the NFL. Did, did you? So Carr, did you because think- Derek Carr is their quarterback. Did you think the Bengals had a chance to go to the Super Bowl last year? I said in the fan rant last year when I represented the Bengals that they have a young team who's trending in the right direction. Did I think they'd make the Super Bowl? Definitely not. But so where, you where can't would tell you me. Said, where, where should he have signed? Where, where ah. should they have signed then? If, if he's, okay, what, what about Von the, Miller? Is Von Chiefs? Miller this year's at J.J. Watt? No, Von Miller's chasing a ring. And his yeah, deal, his deal is not he just won one. Because you know how hard it is to win a Super Bowl. It's even harder to repeat. Seventeen and a half million dollars for a thirty-three-year-old edge rusher sure sounds like somebody's chasing money to me. Sounds like somebody's chasing a ring, Brandon Bean, big baller Bean. <laughs> what? How? That seemed to work out for the Rams when they picked them up, did it not? Uh, yes, it did work out for the Rams. They okay, got so. They got lucky that he played well and had two sacks in the Super Bowl. You're right. Yeah, he was, it was they, all lucky. They, they, got, they got lucky they had Cooper Cup. That's what they got lucky about. You can't tell me with a straight face, especially with what the West looks like right now, that the Raiders have a legitimate shot. They might not even make the playoffs, even if they do get better, because that division is just stupid. I still think the Broncos with Russ Wilson finished third. I mean I- – you think the Chargers are going to finish second? The same Chargers who didn't even make the playoffs last year? I think the Chargers. Did you see what they've done in free agency? Yeah, I, I love the Chargers team. The best thing they could have done was fire their fire, coach. Fire Staley, <laughs> I agree with that. If they fire Staley, <laughs> I'm, all in, I'm, I'm all in with you. I knew they you fire were Staley, say that. I, I got confidence in them. Uh, I mean, I okay, so no, let me ask you a question. What okay. what What is chasing a ring then? Well... I mean, I think all these teams, you don't go sign any, well, I shouldn't say that. Hold on. Let me be clear before we, we, we are both under the, we, we both know that every team's ultimate goal is to win the Super Bowl every year. It's not, yeah. it's never not the fucking goal. You're always trying to right. do that. So you don't need to like say that in your answer, but well, what is chasing a ring? Well, here's my take on it. He went to the Raiders who were a playoff team last year. Potentially, I don't know. I never have big faith in the Raiders, but 
I'm not one of these guys. Maybe he thinks he can turn it around there. Max Crosby's tough on the other side. You know, maybe he thinks that makes things easier for him. They can do something. If he would have went to like Jacksonville with the way they're handing out money, then I would say, yes, he is fully idiot, not chasing a ring. He's just so, trying to get paid. So the cutoff is teams that made the playoffs last year. I wouldn't say necessarily teams that made the playoffs, but teams that are up on the upswing, I guess, which I think, you know, again, the Raiders, all the pieces are there. It seems to be, and you know, new head coach, maybe they turn things around. I mean, that team had a lot of adversity last year and still got in. I just don't think it's as bad as you're making it seem. And I learned my lesson because I shit on JJ Watt last year for saying, what the hell are you doing going to the Cardinals? And like I said, right up until the injury bug hit, they looked like the best team in football. And then Cliff Kingsbury can't coach the second half of the season. Hopkins there you gets go. Hurt. That's you know, the ticket right there. But but what I'm saying is, it's not like he went to, I'm chasing a ring and then went and signed with the Texans or the Jags or some team that just has no chance. Texans have Mills Mafia. They, they do have Mills Mafia. Yeah, so they have they have just as good a shot as anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They're going to do right. it this year. So, but still, by what you wrote in the comment, okay, now now that you're speaking the words into the universe, it makes more sense I, from where you're coming from. But what you said was, by and by your logic, based off of your comment, if you don't sign with the team that wins the Super Bowl the following year, then you're not chasing a ring. Well, no, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you if you want to quantify it as he want, had to go someplace that was going to win the Super Bowl – 31 teams don't win the Super Bowl. Okay, let me ask you this. 30 teams didn't have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Because you're telling me also that you're kind of using playoff teams as your your fine line for what's chasing a ring and what's maybe signing for money. So let me ask you this, though, real quick. What about uh, Philadelphia? They added that extra. They they added those two extra playoff teams, and the Steelers and the Eagles were both just manhandled well, by their opponent. Well, I, I mean, again, I would say, see, now you're in some gray area there. Like, I would not say Philadelphia is a, cha- ah. a team that could maybe do something, but you never know. With the off season, they're close. I just don't think Philly was good. Pittsburgh's another one, but maybe if Pittsburgh actually gets a quarterback, they would be okay, or some sort of an offensive line. Um, but like the Chargers are a team, I think that didn't make the playoffs. That they're on the upswing. You could go there and say you're chasing a ring. Like there, that's a team that's on the up. So it's not necessarily a playoff team. But I just don't think the Raiders are like, like they're not a team that I would say. Ah, there's no chance they're going to win it. But it's the NFL. Any the, the Bengals were there last. They're year. they're on my list of teams that definitely don't have a shot next year. I I I, mean, I just I have no faith in Derek Carr. NFL. It, well, I didn't have faith in Gruden. We'll see what happens now that he's out. Derek Carr might be in Cleveland. You never know. We'll see what happens. There's word. You know, that there's, we'll see there's what some buzz. It's it's way too early to be saying teams don't have a chance. Well, fair. Some teams. Some, some teams. teams. Baseball. They end the lockout. Uh, some interesting changes in the new CBA. The. excuse me, the minimum uh, player. So the goal of the whole thing was to get younger players more money earlier is what my understanding of the entire thing was. Uh, So they did that. Their minimum salary is now 
a awfully low seven hundred thousand dollars per year. Uh, and it peaks, yeah, me neither. Uh, peaks at seven eighty in the final year of the CBA, but they have changed it now to a twelve team playoff format and made rule changes. But those don't go into effect until next season. It's not that they don't count this year, but they're going to have uh, the pitch clock. They're banning the shift, which is complete bullshit, and yep. larger bases uh, to prevent injury or whatever. I've always thought that they could throw an orange bag down on first base just like they do in softball leagues. I don't see why that would be a big fucking deal in baseball. Like, right. you're, you're, you know, for the plays at first, the close plays, it just makes sense. I don't, I don't. Yeah. And it wouldn't look completely ridiculous. Like, I don't know how big these bases are going to be, but. They're, like are they're they gonna like, throw they throw on some fucking twenty inch tires out there or what like what's it gonna look like? Sandlot ball? I think, I think they were what they say they were like fifteen inches square. Each each side is fifteen inches, and now they're gonna be eighteen inches, I believe, no. on each side. So I mean it's pretty pretty that's, big that's increase. considerable. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's a pretty big increase. Hmm. Well, uh yeah, I mean, so they shortened uh bad news for the Dodgers. Of course, good news for the Dodgers, they got Freddie Freeman. Bad news, yep. they have to play a hundred a, a full season, so they're fucked. Uh, but shortened uh, spring training, which they should do that anyways, because spring training yep. is stupid. And full season, they're gonna they're gonna make it all all happen. So that's good. I mean, I'm glad. I didn't want, you know, I watch baseball. I watch the Astros and and whatnot. I, I didn't want to see that completely go away all summer especially because college basketball is winding down now so i need something to occupy my time uh, yep. while we wait for the draft and while we wait for you know training camp and the good stuff of the nfl with college basketball being in mind welcome to the show joseph peppers pelly pellegrino what's up guys thanks for coming on you got it How, thanks for having me How's it going? Yeah, uh, it's so far so good. Uh, Sketty just got schooled on his stupid Chandler Jones take. So he thinks the Raiders are good. I don't what know, else what is new? Right? Yeah, I know. He, he, he confuses me sometimes. Yeah. I know there's a functioning brain up there because nobody knows supply and demand like the chocolate milk king himself. <laughs> I was going to say, if you, so, if, you could, if you could figure out a way to sell chocolate milk at four bucks a cup, you got something cooking up there, right? <laughs> Four bucks. Was it on you sale know. the day you went? Right. <laughs> right, right. That's a Good special Pelly price. Right. Bees, yeah, yeah, bees yeah. charge double. That's bullshit. All right. So, anyways, people might be wondering why we brought uh, Joe Pellegrino on the show today. He is a huge advocate and lover of college basketball. Actually, probably one of the people who I could credit for getting me, like, into it. Uh, you know, because I started playing pickup ball with Pelly. Speaking of pickup ball, Sketty. Got to hear your opinion on something real quick. All right. I cannot wait. What? Oh boy. I want to start taking – I'm going to start taking charges at pickup basketball. What's your opinion on that? And calling it. Like, I'm going to get up and point the other way. Offensive foul, let's go, my ball. I, I fucking love it. You do? Absolutely Give me a break. I would love it. <laughs> I would love it. You're going you're gonna to play with a bunch of scrubs down at the Y that just put their shoulder down and try and run you over. Take the charge, call that shit, and let's go. That's what I'm saying. My ball. I'm not, I'm not above calling travels or any of that bullshit. 
You guys want to play soccer? Go play soccer. Otherwise, learn to play basketball. That's what I'm saying. Let's get fit. Yeah, I, I like the physical aspect of the game. So I'm gonna. I told Dave Sherman I was gonna start taking charges. He told me I wouldn't be invited to play basketball anywhere in Warren County ever again. <laughs> and then I actually missed my opportunity. Uh, yeah, this kid like came trucking into me, but I didn't. I didn't fall. I just stood there. I think he actually might have taken a little bit of the worst of it. But you should have still called it. Just because you didn't fall over doesn't mean it's not a charge. Yeah, but I didn't. I I knocked into the ground and then called it. I have to. I have to sell it to myself. That's the idea. You you watch him flop to the ground and just immediately, yep, charge. Let's go. (laughs) Give me the ball. Give me the ball and get your weight up, kid. Good stuff. So yeah. Anyways, Pelly, uh, you know, got he he runs a bracket every year. A uh, big one too. How many how many uh, entries do you have in that this year? We got seventy five this year, which is That's... our biggest yet. A nice little prize pool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I I've done that probably since I moved back just about every year, and um, it was it was really last year that I and I think part of it was because of the show. Like I was like I have to watch it so I know what the fuck I'm talking about. But I really like got into the tournament, and I was like, and of course betting helps with you know your interest and stuff like that but i just i love the tournament i really got into the tournament i i couldn't quit watching the conference championships this uh past week especially i mean it it started off with the fucking socon and chattanooga uh john baptist hitting uh you know what 50 footer for to uh knock Furman out and and chattanooga is the school i did my internship at so that's cool they're in the tournament um that's another guest we're gonna have in the future is they're one of their sports information directors jim horton who was at the game sitting on press row and i don't know if you guys know anything about press row at a, at a high collegiate professional level you have to remain emotionless it's very unprofessional uh, if you are showing the bias towards the team you're writing about or the team you represent. Even if you're a sports information director for, say, Chattanooga, if you're sitting at press row, you have to – you just watch. You can't cheer. You can't fist pump. You can't jump out of your chair. You can't do any of that shit. It's extremely frowned upon in the sports writing world. Um, I asked him how the hell he did it. Cause I like with that shot and that moment in the game and he's sitting courtside, like how do you not lose your fucking mind? Right. right? You, you punched your ticket right. to the, you punched your ticket to the big show, you know? So I just don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, don't I, know I how he did it. Do it. No, I would, I, I sat, I sat press row. No, I didn't. I never sat press row. I sat at the scorer table. That was for uh UT. UTC versus UT women's basketball. Pat Summit was, you know, literally three feet in front of me. I think I told that story before, didn't I? Where she swore to me. No, I don't remember that. So I'm sitting next to Kevin Bridgewater. Kevin Bridgewater played for the men's team. And we're watching the women's Chattanooga women's versus uh, the Lady Vols. And they called like it was, I think it was like 16 team fouls on the Lady Vols in the first half. And like 20 seconds to go before halftime, they call another one. And Pat Summit looks me and Kevin Bridgewater like dead in the eyes. And she goes, are they trying to break some kind of fucking record? And we were just like, <laughs> we're like, uh, 
I had no idea what to say to her because I didn't want to be wrong because she was intent. She's a very, very intimidating presence for sure. So I was like, I just didn't, I just like nodded. Like, I th- yeah, I think so. Do you think they do? Cause if you do, then, then I do too. I wasn't, wasn't getting in, involved in that. Anyways, let's get to it. Pelly has uh three low seeds that he thinks could make a push uh, through the tournament. He has, three teams he believes are overrated, and then two teams that people might not be looking at that he thinks can make a run. We're going to start out with the good low seeds, UConn, UCLA, and Iowa. Go ahead, Pelly. All right. So, Pelly, um, Iowa just lost. I don't want to hear it. Iowa just lost. So this oh, is- shit. Is that like Play the fourth off. one he's had wrong? You want me to delete that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. did, did Richmond beat them? They just did. now, yeah. They, just got like the update. Just a second ago, they just beat them. No shit. I couldn't yeah. believe. Yeah, well, we're starting with UConn, Sketty. So let's just give me wait till I get to Iowa. Right. So I really do think UConn is favorite team. Kyle, you're breaking up a little bit, or else I am. Sorry, no, I don't he's know. breaking up for me too. Yeah, uh, Polly, try that again. <laughs> now he's frozen. That's a beautiful. Place that is a beautiful screen. picture. <laughs> Screenshot that somebody. I'm going to. <laughs> oh, he's low. Okay, so we lost him. He'll be back though. He'll get back in here. Like uh, anyways, so Iowa lost to Richmond. Richmond. Yep. What were the other ones you were telling me earlier? I don't want to get into it. I don't want to make him uh, feel bad. I mean, the, the play ends, you, you never know anyways. It's 16 versus 16. So, oh, Richmond wins by four. So I saw when they took the lead, but I didn't know. Here, I'm going to remove him from that until he can load back in. Uh, and we'll see. I might have to send him another invite or something. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. yeah, so... I mean, looking at the scores thus far, Memphis did win. I, I liked Memphis against Boise State. Providence covered the spread. Michigan, do you want to talk about them for a minute? <laughs> yeah, when you were crying to me this morning. I hate Michigan basketball. I will never I will never cheer for that team. And today I woke up and I told myself, I'm not betting on Michigan. I'm not going to do it. And then I did it. And then they were losing – like, what was it? Fucking, it was like 28 13 at one point. I did. I did. And, I, and I'm better than that. Like, I'm a fucking seasoned vet when it comes to betting. And that just, I, they were down 28 13. And I was just texting you. I'm like, I hate Michigan. And I'm an idiot because I told myself I was not taking Michigan. They did end up winning by 12. So that's, I mean, well, while we're while we kind of got a dead spot waiting for Pelly, the Arizona State story was pretty good too. No, it wasn't. That was awesome. That was tournament. Was that tournament week? That was ter- conference tournament week. Was yeah, up nine. Yeah, they were up. Yeah, and then they they lost. Yeah, you, they had to cover no, like seven. Were, no, they were up more than that. They were up like fourteen. Yeah, I had to cover seven, then lost outright. That was yeah. pretty good. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I think he's back. All right, you good? Yeah. Yeah. Can you? Am I good? Yeah, you're good. Yep. All right. Okay. So, UConn. Jump back. All right. UConn. They're super athletic. 
lanky. They protect the rim. They have five guys that can score at any given time, especially Adama Sinago. He can he can put down 20. He's a 20-10 guy, 20 points, 10 rebounds. Gonzaga looks pretty suspect right now. I don't know if you're watching the game against their 16th seed, Georgia State, but they don't look sharp. In the, uh, Up to at halftime. Oh, that that's weak. You yeah. Give us UConn. Uh, you know, I think the here's a stat I didn't even know before. They rebound 38 percent of their missed shots. Like that's astronomical. You UConn does. UConn does. That's wow. dumb. Like you, that is dumb. That, that's insane. So the five guys that can really score. Their first round opponent. State. They've got a good player on their team. Allen is his last name, I believe. Can give them a little scare. They like to defend. They like to rebound, block shots. I don't think they have it. I think UConn gets an, a big win there, maybe 10, 15-point win. And then rolling in, they might play uh, Arkansas. They might play Vermont. Might one. Arkansas shoots terrible from three. Vermont scores the basketball. They might get an easy roll in the Sweet 16 against uh, Gonzaga. Give them a real scare. I don't know if they can beat them. Gonzaga looks tough this year. They're not playing well at the start, but might be a little first-round jitters. Uh, UConn could give some serious trouble to Gonzaga. UCLA, that's my next team. They have the same team back. They made the Final Four last year. Exact same team. Johnny Zhuang and Hami Haquez Jr. is his name. Very good duo. Both of those guys can put the team on their back. They can get. They can be the guy that scores 20, 30 points, gets them a W. Uh, honestly, last year, if they would have made the final game if Jalen Suggs doesn't make that half. Right. Shot. Yeah, that was the exact, exact yeah. same team. Yeah. Who's the point guard? The little dude with the long hair? With the, with the fro, yeah. I, I know, love I it. He's tough. He, he plays He's, tough. They play, they play good. Tough, They're good. Physical basketball. The West Coast doesn't get as much love as they should. Um, I don't know if it's just because the broadcasting. Nobody really sees the West Coast. Yeah, their their games their games are on at fucking eleven thirty at night. Right. Yeah. Arizona UCLA. Let's watch it at eleven at night. Like I, you know, we all work in the morning. We can't do that. But right. You say it's a you know they might be just because it's the West Coast. I think they're getting kind of underseated there at a three. Very good team. They shoot the ball well from three. And, and so they got a great draw with Baylor. Baylor is a banged-up one seed. UNC could really put a big scare into Baylor. They they attack the rim. Typical, even though Roy Williams isn't there anymore, typical go-after offensive boards, try to get the ball. UNC could really beat up Baylor. UCLA might have a tough one against St. Mary's in the second round. But I can see them up beating St. Mary's, beating UNC in an upset, and making the Elite Eight and really giving Kentucky or Purdue a, a tough out there. They they can make the Final Four very easy as a four seed. I think they're underseeded. Pelly, did you do you look at people's brackets to see who they picked? No, I, I, I not until like you know maybe uh, after tomorrow I'll do it. Just see, like, oh, who, how many people picked on Zaga? I bet you, like, seventy percent of the people picked on Zaga this year. I, I, I'd I guess. I'll bet you nobody picked who I picked to win it all. See? <laughs> nope. No. Five slam a jamma, baby. Houston Cougars. <laughs> oh my god! No, nobody. Definitely nobody did. Just wait. <laughs> Just fucking wait. We're gonna come back. 
to this segment, I'm going to screen record it and post it when they're hoisting or cutting cutting down the nets over there in uh, New Orleans. I'll give a shout out to, to Hank Nelson. Year after year, he puts the worst bracket in the in the whole thing every <laughs> single year. Scotty can yeah. attest to this. Yeah, and this year. Yep. This year, I'm reading. I did read through his because he told me to do it, and I'm reading, 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 reading. So he has Jacksonville State multiple games. So Auburn, Jacksonville State to the Sweet Sixteen over Auburn over USD. Well, I and I think you you have them here in your next bit, uh, but I'll go. I'll talk about Auburn a little bit or Auburn a little bit too. But go ahead uh, with uh, the overrated. Providence, Arkansas, Auburn. So uh, I'm on Providence right now. They did win today. They were in a tight one against Sandy, uh, South Dakota State. Yep. South Dakota State scores a lot of points. That's a matchup nightmare for uh, for Providence. Providence plays that in your face defense. They press a lot. They're playing a fast paced team that scores a lot of points, like San Diego State. If they break that press. That's a lot of easy buckets for that team. Ed Cooley won a tight one. Today, yeah, I, they 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 broke open the game. Providence broke the game open. San Diego, or South Dakota State, excuse me, came back, cut it to three points, and actually fouled very late in the game. A three-point shot. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. Terrible. It was real bad. Uh, but they were right there. I mean, they had the yeah. for an upset. So win for Providence right there, but a tough first-round game, and and they were. <laughs> They were going into a tight game, I thought, against an Iowa team that would beat them up pretty good. But obviously, Richmond is the better team. Who knows? Richmond might be that Sweet 16 out of that little out of that little uh, area right there. Um, Arkansas, that's my next one. Um, similar similar issue as Providence. It, uh, Vermont is not a bad team at all. They score a lot of points. They are the third in the nation in offensive efficiency. They take care of the ball. They get the shot they want as a team, and they shoot at a high percentage. So would not be surprised to see uh, Vermont win that game. Kind of almost a similar aspect to uh, UMBC. When UMBC ver- beat, uh, beat Virginia, the 16 over the 1 in 2018, UMBC goes up 15 points. Virginia team that averages 62 points a game and just plays stout defense, 15 points is you're never going to come back from that. So. Arkansas, like 20% from three, and they like to shoot. They're bricklayers all day long. So, who knows? I mean, upsets happen. I think they're going to under, under, uh, underachieve, excuse me. And either way, I think UConn buries them in the next round, either way. Uh, my last one on that one is Auburn. When I say Auburn, uh, as a two seed, I think they're underachieving. So when you're in a, t- a two seed, your your final game, final four, that your aspirations are high. They're limping into the to the tournament. They're not playing well the last month. If you follow the sport, uh, they're th- don't get me wrong. They're a great team. Jabari Smith is a top three pick. Walker Kessler is a UNC transfer. He's the best rim protector in the country, and there's no doubt about it. It is going to be hard to score on Auburn. But they have a, uh, a tough out against a USC team who is one of the best teams in the Pac-12. Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Mobley's brother, Evan Mobley's brother, Isaiah Mobley. Is, uh, he's one of the best players in the Pac-12. 
He's going to score a lot of points. That team is under or, uh, underseeded at a at a seven. Tough out. They have um, Wisconsin is a tough out there too, and Kansas. Well, for a team with Final Four aspirations, they've got a long road ahead of them. The way they're limping in right now against the weaker part of the SEC, I don't know if they got it in them. I think Auburn stinks. Okay, You're, you'll just take the words out of my mouth. That works. They do. They they have, like you said, they played bad this last month, but particularly they play shitty when they're not playing in a place called Auburn Arena. Anytime they've been away from home in the last, uh, you know, forty five days or so, they have played like complete shit. So I, I, that's one. Of how I, I think I picked them to get bumped early. I don't think I picked Jacksonville State to beat them. I didn't take a page out of Hank's playbook, but uh, <laughs> but I don't. But I think I have them exiting in the round of thirty-two. I'm almost confident of that. But they either either USC or Miami could could beat them pretty yeah. handily. I think. Yeah, they they just don't play good on the road, and, and and like you said, it was almost like they peaked too soon. They were playing really great basketball uh, beginning and midway through the season, and then it's just been a steady downhill uh, decline since then. About Bruce Pearl, I just I just don't like him. I don't know. I just I just don't care for him. I'm just anti Bruce Pearl. He's a good coach. He's always been a good coach, but I just I just don't think he has it in him to make that. He used to coach yeah, the Vols, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And I don't think he has that take the next step approach to his game. I right. Think. He's brought he's brought mediocre team. He like the Auburn made the Final Four. I want to say it was uh, 2019. I think. Or close so, to there, like that. Yeah, it was, it was recently with with like a five seeded team. But uh, you know, he took a, a mediocre team and took them to greatness. And I, I just, I just don't think he has the balls to go from like a great team and achieve what they're supposed to do. Personally, so two teams that could make a run, Pelly. You got Notre Dame and Davidson. All right, uh, Notre Dame. Uh, these guys can score. They, they might be the best team in the country at just flat out, I'm going to score the basketball. Um, they shoot like 40% from three. Texas is a team. They, they play Texas right now. I don't know. They've kind of been lifting in. Big Big 12 is kind of, yeah. They're not a great conference. Texas is underachieved this year as a whole. Um, Sweet 16 is not out of reach for Notre Dame. They, I see them beating Texas. Texas Tech would be in the next round. They kind of – Texas Tech plays that slow – Pelly. Yeah. Notre Dame plays Alabama first. Alabama. I'm way off. Well, same thing. Virginia, Virginia, Virginia Tech. But, yeah, uh, honestly, the two teams aren't very much different, Alabama and Texas, yeah. in the way that they sorry. play. Excuse me. Excuse me. Sorry. Uh, <coughs> same, same thing, though. Uh, Alabama is – they play like a fast-paced – Run, 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 defense, press, whatever you want uh, in your face. Notre Dame, as long as they can beat that athleticism, they have the skilled players, they have the offense, they have the coaching to get by it. And I and I think they do. And Texas Tech, right, in the second round would be their, the three seed. They play that slow, methodical uh, – same kind of premise. If Notre Dame can go and score a bunch of points right away, I don't know if Texas Tech has the offense to keep up with them. Uh, I can shout, see going both ways. Alabama Crimson Tide basketball, shout out, kid from Jamestown. 
kid from Jamestown. James, James, What's his, is his name. Cool. Shout out that guy. Kid yeah, from Jamestown yeah. plays in Alabama. Good for him. That's a big school coming from uh, the Red Raiders, you know? The only thing with Notre Dame, that was an overtime thriller last night against Rutgers. I don't know if they got enough gas in the tank to win two more real, real quick. Yeah, that, that – did you watch that game? Uh, no, I didn't. I was asleep. They won as the clock struck midnight on St. Patrick's Day. The Fighting Irish pull it off. Clock strikes midnight. Luck of the Irish. I bet Rutgers. Money line. Whatever. My next one is Davidson. Davidson has rolled A-10 opponents all year long. Uh, they're great at passing, cutting, screening, moving without the basketball. Um, and that generates a lot of easy buckets, especially against a younger Duke team <clears throat> in the second round that, you know, might not see the, see the court like that. Um, they're top 10 nationally in offensive efficiency. The only problem is all they try to do is score. Defensively, they do not care. All they they just try to outscore you. So uh, I see them beating Michigan State. Michigan State's limping in. Uh, honestly, they're February. I don't know. Michigan, Michigan State, State won, like, sucked in February. They might have won a game in February. I don't know. Not for for Tom Izzo, who is like a March powerhouse. Like if you bet against Izzo in March, something's off, right? But. Uh, they're really limping in right now. I think Davidson probably could have been an eight or a nine seed. They get a 10 against a weak Michigan State team. I like the win there. And I like them maybe even beating Coach K in his final game. I don't know. It's gonna come, it's gonna be a shootout to take the over on this one because they're gonna they're gonna get their buckets. Can get their buckets. It's just who out who outscores the other one because there's going to be zero defense played in this game. All right, yeah, Pelly, you and I talked to like we were, and I think it was at basketball where we had like kind of a group of people where we were we were kind of saying like who's the clear cut favorite this year, and there isn't mm-hmm. one. No, not at all. This year, everybody seems to have a vulnerability somewhere on their roster. And uh, uh, I actually wrote this down. I don't remember what the exact date was, but it wasn't but a couple weeks ago towards the end of the regular season when the Zags, Arizona, Auburn, Purdue, Kansas, and Kentucky, who in that order ranked one through six, and they all lost on the same day. Mm-hmm. It's never yeah. happened before. Ever. So it's it was, pretty it wild. Was, it, was, it was that day when you kind of thought, okay, the Zags are really going to be the ones to, to peter out here, and they're going to be the favorites. And then, and then St. Mary's goes and just yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a W. It was a if you watch that game, it was a beating from the second it was tipped off. To beat the Zags, you need to play a slow, very slow, methodical game. Uh, if you let them get out in transition, you're going to lose every time. Yeah. If if you get that kind of team, like the old Wisconsin teams have passed. Like if you Bo Ryan the game up, if you want to say, because mm-hmm. these Wisconsin teams, they just, that's yep. bread and butter. You're going to beat Gonzaga, I bet, every time. And I don't know what the score is right now. 52-50. They're on upset, upset alert right upset, now. Get, bees, get them on upset alert right now because somebody <laughs> at Georgia State knows what they're doing. It's official. 
Great. Gonzaga is on upset alert at this moment. Got it. Perfect. <laughs> I can make a banner. Um, <clears throat> all right. Uh, I think that pretty much wraps us up here. Pelly, thanks for coming on and yep. giving, giving uh, your insight on college basketball. I know you pay way more attention to it than I do, but I'm trying. I'm getting into it. I really I like it. And, and it makes me respect my hate for the NBA more because these kids are <laughs> fucking playing hard. And they play defense, and it's all the things that the NBA isn't, and that's what I love about it. So, yeah, Pelly, thanks for coming on. Uh, on, buddy. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how the tournament progresses here in the next couple of weeks. We might have to have you back on to talk about you know whoever's remaining, and maybe we'll see if some of the teams, some of the teams that you talked about, you know, if they're still around too, we can we can bring that up. So, maybe. I don't know. All right, brother. I hope so. Have a good one, guys. Yep. Thanks, right, thanks Pelly. Cool. Yeah, that was uh, Joe Pellegrino with Pelly's Picks. He gave you some teams to look after. Of course, everybody's brackets had to be in now anyways, but if you're a gambling man, you might want to take a look at some of these squads. Uh, Yeah, that'd be crazy if I'm going to keep updating that score because I'm really curious to see how how that shakes out. If a 16 beats a 1 to start this tournament, it would be – Basically, exactly how I felt like this whole season has gone uh, for college basketball. All right. We're going to take a quick break. The buzz is brought to you by Bushlight. I, uh, I, I got to come I up with some ca- We got to work on some catchphrases for Bushlight. Yeah, correct. We'll figure we gotta, it out. We got to do a little better. We got it. We'll figure it out. Whenever you crack open a Bushlight, the mountain starts singing. It's cold and it's smooth and it's waiting for you. What is going on? Hit it, giant Kenny G. It's so smooth. It's for the mountains of bush like beer. Hi. This is Brian Hagberg, and I wanted to take a moment to tell you about our new website, YourDailyLocal.com. Your Daily Local is your new home for news, sports, and events in Warren County and beyond. Our goal is to cover the people, places, events, and happenings that matter to you in a variety of ways, including writing, video, and audio. And the best part? All of our content is available for free. Head to YourDailyLocal.com to get the news you need when you need it. Let's take a look back at this week in sports history. This week in sports history brought to you by Your Daily Local. Visit yourdailylocal.com for the news you need when you need it. All right, we got three fast facts. Trimming things down, tightening things up. We got it, you know, it's just, it's still here. We didn't get rid of the segment, so my I still get my allowance. Yes. I was going to say, your mom's not going to kick your ass. That's so not, not going to kill me. All right, so we're starting out with number one, 1950. Oh, by the way, usually it's this week in sports history. Yeah. I made sure our three facts were St. Patty's Day. It ha- like happened today. Okay. Okay. So today in 1955, the Richard Riot 
Following a violent on-ice altercation in which Maurice Richard hit a linesman, the NHL hands down a rest-of-the-season suspension uh, because this guy, like, beat up a ref, basically. Okay. So fans in uh, Montreal believed that it was because of uh, Maurice Richard's French-Canadian ethnicity because apparently, which we'll get, I mean, we'll briefly speak of it. I'm not going to get into it, into it. But the NHL president then attended the Habs' first game following the, after the suspension was handed down, which so happened to be on St. Patrick's Day. And his presence in Montreal sparked a riot in which fans caused $100,000 worth of damage. 37 people were injured and 100 people were arrested. It didn't stop until Maurice Richard got on. Uh, they had him go to a radio station where he announced to the people, like, please stop doing this. I'm accepting my penalty and my suspension. Uh, and the riot, you know, fizzled out. It's almost like if LeBron would tweet something like that when Minneapolis was on fire, maybe it would help. But, you know, what the fuck do I know? Uh, anyways. This was actually a pre- noted as a precursor to the quiet revol or yeah the quiet revolution it's called. So apparently there was like some beef in Quebec about uh oh Darren's stat guy Darren says it's pronounced Richard. Well then yeah then he is French he's French, uh, yeah, he's French yeah so it's don't try and church it up. <laughs> it's Richard. It's Richard, Darren. Uh, anyway, so they, yeah, apparently there was like a 1960 election and the, like the, there was like some beef with the French Canadians and, and, you know, the regular Canadians. I don't know. We'll have miles on to discuss this matter sometime. <laughs> Cause I don't know anything you about the history Canada. breakdown. I like yeah. that. Yeah, the Quiet Revolution. Yeah. Which side was Miles on? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I want to be on his side, that's for sure. Yeah, no shit. <clears throat> All right, 1994. The artist formerly known as the Cleveland Indians announced that there will be no smoking in their new ballpark. Uh, not really relevant to anything. It's just I just saw it, and I was like, oh, well, might as well throw it around there. The Jake, which is a uh, progressive field. Boo. Yeah. It's still the Jake. Wait, is that the same place though? Same stadium? I have no idea. They didn't build another one since '94. I, I don't. I don't think so. Stack but Darren, where you at? <laughs> is Progressive Field the Jake? Find that out. Last but not least, Northern Ireland zone Rory McIlroy wins bag. the wins the Players Championship with a with two late birdies at TPC Sawgrass. You're not a fan. Of Rory? I hate Rory. I hate why, Rory. Why do you Despise. hate Rory? Because, like, in 2012, people were on crack being like, oh, my God, Rory's the next Tiger Woods. And I just, just no, just shut the fuck up. You're, you sound stupid right now. That's what you sound like. And then I just ever since that I hated him. It was just pure hateration. So you hate stupid. him because people liked him. I hated him because people thought he was the next Tiger Woods. That's well, why that, I hated him. If is... they would have just been like, oh, if he's, he's a good golfer, I said, yeah, okay. He's all right. Yeah. He was dominant back then for like two years. And may God have mercy on your soul. (laughs)
That's what you should have said to those people yeah, who said that. Ex- exactly. Ridiculous. Exactly. All right. Did Darren come come at us? Yes. Same ballpark. All right. Stack Thank up, you, Darren. Darren. We appreciate you. Okay. That's it. Your Daily Local. News you need when you need it. Visit yourdailylocal.com. We're going to take another quick break, and we will be back with the brand new segment, Skedion. Hey there, everyone. This is Phil with JP Photography. I know, I know. A photography ad on a sports show? I get it. You're here for sports talk and listening to Joe and Skeddy's insane rambling. Wait, what? But bear with me for a few. I just want to tell you that JP Photography not only offers wedding photography, but also does events, engagements, headshots, family photos, and even some product photography. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for JP Photography or go directly to our website at johnphilphotography.com. That's J-O-N-P-H-I-L photography.com. He's absolute trash. Skeddy on. Let's have a listen to what Skeddy's on this week. Zero percent chance that works. I feel bad. I feel bad for the listeners. You got to see the thing. I love that video so much. Uh, that was so much. It was so much fun making that. I had a lot of fun. A lot of fun making that. Uh, also, so when I put the commercial together, and of course, uh, thank you, Phil, for JP Photography, yeah. who's uh, chipping in with us this year for or this season on the sponsorship. Uh, but it goes from him talking about his. And it actually is, I will vouch, an amazing photography business. He does yeah. such a good job. And the thing is, is like, like a lot of people don't know this about Phil, is he's been taking photos and doing this kind of shit from the day I met him, which was when we were like 16 years old. I mean, he, he literally has always been into photography. And it's no surprise to me that he's as good and advanced as he is. Um, rec- I recommend him to anyone who is looking for somebody locally in Warren, he travels, he does Erie, he does, you know, uh, so check them out. JP photography or John Phil photography, J O N Phil photography.com. Awesome. Awesome business. But we were dying because it goes from his commercial to you saying he's absolute trash. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what the fuck? Disclaimer, we're not talking about Phil. That's what we I told him. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, man. I'm like, we'll explain that it's not you that Sketty is saying it's trash. It's it's just a Sketty take. And I lined it up that way. I didn't mean to, but once we heard it like play through, I was like on the floor dying laughing. And he's like, come on. <laughs> but I told him we I told him we would explain to everybody that Yes, Phil is not trash. Phil is not trash. His uh, business is incredible, and like I said, highly recommend him. Uh, if you saw our really nice photos we had taken of Austin and yeah. Sonia, who modeled our shirts, um, th- those were Phil, and obviously in the video ad, all those were pictures that he's done in his portfolio, and he's going to do some more stuff for us as the year goes on, things uh, we want done. Uh, he's kind of, I, I told him that he's, because he's kind of like on call now. I'm like, you're yeah. kind of, he's indebted to us. Yeah, I like so it. We, yeah, me too. I can just call him whenever I want. I'm like, Phil, I need a picture. 
go take it. Maybe you'll listen, maybe you won't. We'll find out. All right, so brand new segment, Sketty On. Sketty On. That's why we're here. Let me get your uh, banner so we can show everybody. Sketty's On Goats. Oh, I thought long and hard about this first Sketty On. What am I going to read about? There we go. I told you I have some... The rock music in the background. Yep, every week. All right, I like it. So, first segment, I thought, what am I going to rant about? Do I use one of my old shit takes? Do I come up with something new? And then the sports gods smiled on me with Tom Brady's dumb ass deciding to unretire. I thought, what a perfect gift. I'll finally admit it. Tom Brady is the GOAT, the greatest sports jackass of all time. Barely surpassing LeBron James, which I thought was going to be impossible to do. In a 40-day span, this guy retires and unretires twice. That means his offseason is basically that annoying couple on Facebook that's like, we're in a fight, we broke up, in a relationship, single, out of a relationship, back in a relationship. You look like a dumbass, Tom. Jeez Louise, I tell you what, just admit it. You got a cakewalk through to another Super Bowl. So you decided you'd come back. Unfreaking believable. I don't know how anyone respects this guy. He'll never be surpassed. 25 years of being a complete dickbag. And he cha- tops the cherry with this. It's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's all I got to say about that. I respect it. That was a yeah. damn good first Sketty on. I, I really like that. We. I was going to do notes, and then I said, no, I'll just get angry. <laughs> just, Darren. just get angry. Love the intro. <laughs> Pretty solid. I put some time into that yesterday when I, I had a yesterday I was off work. So yesterday was like podcast st- technology stuff because we don't have a tech guy. We have a stat guy. We have some guys though. We got Pelly now. Pelly, we got yeah. Pelly's our college basketball guy. Hunter wants to be our college football guy. I don't know. Good, we- we're built we're building a team. Like Paul him. Paul's our beer guy and the first ever fan rant champion. He is. So I don't know. I think we're doing pretty good. So that was nice, Sketty. I like that. Although it's hard for me to agree with the part where he passed LeBron. Gosh, I, I didn't think it could be done. I really well, didn't think it could be done. And LeBron is LeBron's up there. He he is he's number two all time now. Brady just think about all those times he's crying and throwing a shit fit on the sidelines. And, you know, we've given him a pass because he wins and, you know, he took less money and yeah. Okay. So yeah, you're mad at the guy because he dropped the ball. You threw at his feet. You know, I get it. I get it, Tom. <laughs> but come on 40 days. Could you just be more egotistical than that? Come out on selection Sunday and Super Bowl Sunday and break news like that. Like get over yourself. You know, it, to me, it kind of sounds like maybe you're mad he didn't come back to the 49ers. I was really worried about doing this rant because if he gets traded, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to back up a little bit and say, well, he's not that bad. If if he if that happens, which I don't think it's going to. I don't think so. I don't think at this point. No, I don't think so either. Um, but if they do, if something crazy happens and he ends up a 49er. Then he has to win a Super Bowl. Or I'm going to hate him the whole year anyway. That is going to be an amazing segment from you listening to you. Oh, have, it, you have it, to praise it, Tom Brady. It's going to be rough. Well, no, I'll just say Jimmy Garoppolo got us to a Super Bowl, and according to the sports world, he's terrible. <laughs> if you're the goat, geez, we should win by seven touchdowns at least. 
That's true. All I right. Just, yeah. We're good. First uh, ever Skeddy on. I liked it. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with the things that sting. Jones Pest Control, your hometown pest control company, servicing residential and commercial properties in Warren and surrounding areas since 2015. Sean and his crew will work tirelessly to keep your home or business free of insects to rodents and everything in between. Contact Jones Pest Control at 814-230-9548 and set up an appointment today. And remember, ants, spiders, bees, or mice don't think twice. Call Jones Pest Control, 814-230-9548. Checkout means sales and services with two locations on Warren's east side. Their garage at 800 Lexington Avenue not only services cars sold by means, but has knowledgeable staff and modern state-of-the-art equipment waiting to serve their hometown of Warren. Whatever you need, including alignments, tires, brakes, yearly or enhanced PA inspections, oil changes, and much more. Make your appointment today at 814 723 Now time for the things that sting. The worst stories in sports, according to Joe. This edition of the things that sting is powered by Jones Pest Control. Ant spiders, bees, or mice don't think twice. Call Jones Pest Control at 814-230-9548. That's 814-230-9548. Our longest, most tenured sponsor. Sean Jones and the boys at Sean uh, Jones Pest Control. Love them. Pretty happy with uh, that partnership. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So things that sting, like we said, is going to be switched up a little bit. We got uh, Darren's throwing out some things that sting stuff already. That's nice. Bowers leave extended until April sixteenth. Nobody cares, Darren. He's a he's a gross human being. <laughs> you have Freddie Freeman now. He could probably pitch. It's not going to matter. It's a full <laughs> season, Darren. We talked about this. They have to play the whole way. They're in trouble. Listen, first off, you're just taking out the fact that you can't make fun of the Yankees on the Dodgers, which is a little rough. And Darren doesn't doesn't have a quarterback right now, so you should just let him have his little moment, you know, until things get figured out. And he might have to watch Baker be his quarterback. So let's let's ease up on Darren a little bit. All right. You know what? You're right, though. I am taking all my built-up baseball aggression – that I want to just throw at the Yankees, and I can't until October twenty yep. second. Yep, we're gonna have like we we might have a special episode Yankees hating podcast that day, like just that, that day. Because yeah, no, you're right though, Darren. I do apologize. It is know that when I'm speaking ill of the Dodgers, it's strictly because I want to say things about the Yankees, but I I took an oath. Uh, well, I made a bet or something. What did I do? I put a post you on Facebook. You put a post. You you made it Facebook official. You went full Tom Brady and backed I yourself did. into a quarter. 
I did back myself into a corner. Uh, they were down 3-1, and the first four hitters on the Red Sox were going yard every time they stepped in the batter's box. I had no faith that the Astros would win that series. I don't know how they did. The Red Sox should be, all be in jail because <laughs> that was the worst performance of all time in a series. They're terrible. That team is terrible. Okay, things that sting. So like I said, the, what we're doing from here on out. Oh, Darren. Darren didn't get the memo. I didn't either, Darren. I put the posts up. And I was incorrect. I was corrected by my friend Brian Campbell, who said it is a full season. They're shortening spring training, so they are getting all the games in. Uh, so, yeah, uh, again, excuse my ill will towards the Dodgers. It's strictly because I can't say anything about the Yankees. However, yes, the Dodgers will not win the World Series this year now because they have to play a full season. It's unfortunate uh, for for you and for you know, the 10 other Dodgers fans that are out there. Here's what we're starting off with. Like I said, we're going to do three stories. Uh, and then we're going to do a rundown. And we're going to do some background music in the rundown, too. It's going to be fun. We're, we're trying to spice things up a little bit, you know. Cain Velasquez. So, oh, quick note before I get into him. Deshaun Watson, who was uh, the very first ever Things That Sing story. If you listen, don't listen to it. But just take my word for it. Episode one, which was just me nervously rambling into a microphone. Uh, (laughs) I look back at those. I haven't listened, but I've been like thinking about that. Like I want to go back and like listen to them. Like just some of them. Just like hear how it was very scripted and it was very. uh, I mean, like I said, I, I think I said this at the end of season one, like. I would be like five minutes into a conversation with myself and I would screw up a stat, just a number. If I said something, any remotely like just that I could just be like, oh, wait, hold on. No, it's this. I could have corrected it that way. No. Stop, delete, start it over. It was miserable. <laughs> I don't know why I did that shit. Like, oh, how, how far we've come. Yeah, it's it's pretty, pretty amazing. But anyways, Deshaun Watson, uh, of the 22 women he allegedly sexual assaulted, only nine filed criminal charges on him, and nine no bills were returned by a grand jury, which means uh, they will not indict him on any type of charges. So he is free and clear criminally. Now, that doesn't mean anything about the civil suits. Uh, That's totally separate. So uh, I just wanted to note that because he was, you know, that's kind of a big deal. Uh, first of all, for the NFL, second for Deshaun Watson, third, because like I said, he was the first ever things that sting conversation. So it's kind of neat that I could bring that back around. You know what I mean? So anyways, Cain Velasquez uh, charged with attempted murder. This is a a really strange story. Um, So, a man named uh, Harry Gularty, I'm probably saying that incredibly wrong, uh, allegedly touched a young child who is a relative of Cain Velasquez. Uh, Cain then pursues him in a vehicle and fires shots into the vehicle. He's ultimately charged with attempted murder. So the internet, and I've even read articles which is just like, it's crazy to me. Uh, Cause this is like, (laughs) 
it's it's fascinating and, and I'm kind of like in a position with my job where I feel like I can't really say how I truly feel about what Cain Velasquez tried to do. Yeah, you can't. I can. I mean, you can. I wish he would have killed him. Yeah. Like, Correct. I, at first, so, when I first read the article, it's too bad he missed. That's what I right. thought. So here's the problem, though. And this is what, like, everybody on the internet, like, I can't understand what they can't wrap there. They're like, free him. He did nothing wrong. Yeah. He was trying to kill a guy who yeah. allegedly, you know, fondled yeah. a, a child, which clearly I'm strongly against. Um, but... The problem is Cain Velasquez hit the wrong guy. Yes. And, and that's, what, that's what a lot of I, I've, I've read articles, legitimate articles on sports outlets where they're saying like, uh, yeah, it's causing an uproar because all he did, all he did was shoot the guy who, uh, yeah. you know, fondled a child. That's not what he did. He tried to yeah, shoot well, him, but he hit his, he hit the dude's stepdad, Paul Bender in the torso yeah. and in the arm. Uh, yep. So he's charged with attempted murder. Now, trust me, you, you and and I'll just like let's just put it this way: what you are saying, you can speak for me because because <laughs> <Okay>. you, <laughs> you know where my agreement lies yeah. on this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the, but again, the main problem in the entire thing is he hit the wrong dude. Yeah, and I think that when the when the story first broke, they weren't really clear about that. It was just like. Hey, yeah, he shot the guy, and then you know it seemed like no, but I don't even know, just the initial article I read, but like within a day, if you read about it, yeah, he shot the wrong well, guy. He there's like and shot the wrong guy. You can't yeah, there's him. there's posts on Facebook that got like hundreds of thousands of shares where people are like, "Free Kane, the, he did this because the justice system's a failure," and blah blah blah. And it's like uh, <laughs> the yeah, justice well, system is protecting the guy who he hit. Who didn't exactly. molest a child? Exactly. Yep. Like it, they just don't get it. I mean, there's literally uh, like letters upon letters that Kane's attorneys are encouraging friends and and celebrities alike, like WWE wrestlers, UFC guys, Dana White. They're all pouring outpouring support to Kane, and I get that. But like you, I hope that they're supporting his intentions. Not that he shot the wrong guy, because that's yeah, what he I, did. I mean, I think the big thing with the story is, even if you want to support his uh, intentions, you know, you still can't do that. This is why you can't have the vigilante justice is because if you screw up, now this innocent guy got shot. Right. Like, th th that's why we have laws. We have the justice system. Right. To try to avoid stuff like this from happening. Uh, you know, it, it is it is sad because I can understand where his head was at, like. Yeah, you know, I don't think the intent was. I would feel that wrong. same. I would feel that same that. rage if I was in his position. I would yeah. feel that same rage. I exactly. mean, I, I, I don't like. I don't want to say I've become numb to it because of work and literally yeah. having this share of space with a person who's done that, have a yeah. conversation with them. Like, uh, I yeah. don't. And again, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm typically never careful about what I say. But I don't want to yeah. say something and then, like, yeah. you know, if, if yeah. I was – if something happens down the road and I'm in some sort of, like, officer-involved shooting or something like that, and they're like, well, on his yeah. show, he yeah. said it, he it, thinks it, they should all die. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I I just – yeah. So I'm not going to – I'm not going to say those words. But um, to 
briefly and very briefly because it's disgusting. The details of the case are the allegations are that he entered uh, his mom owns a daycare that is attached to their house. And this uh, Gularty enters the bathroom with a small child uh, well over, according to the child, over a hundred times and touched him inappropriately and then told him not to tell anybody that this happened. Uh, from what I could tell, it seemed extremely uncoached and the kid was speaking yep. from exactly what took place. Um, those are, there's phrases and, and things that people, that children say in interviews that sometimes you can tell a parent or somebody might be a driving force in them saying these things, which is sad in its own right. That's a whole nother, you know, accusing somebody of doing this when they didn't do it is like fucking just as bad as the people who did it because it follows them for fucking ever, regardless of whether they were found guilty or not. It's, uh, it's just horrible. Um, but yeah, so, uh, his, uh, court date, I, thought i wrote it down i didn't it's in april i believe i want to say the 16th is what's like ringing a bell in my head but i can't remember exactly so we'll follow it i mean it's going to be an interesting uh way through uh the the mother who owns the daycare is adamant that her son didn't do this right you know that's normal that's normal so uh yeah we'll we'll follow up with that as it comes around do have a comment to get to Thank you, Darren. You recorded this for future cancellation. Uh, I think if the uh, cancel culture got me in their grips, it wouldn't take them too long. Yeah. yeah. I don't really, you know, go with the... Speaking of woke, we'll get to that in the rundown. Yeah. We'll have the... Uh, yeah, we got some woke yeah. stuff. Yeah. So this one doesn't sit well with me either. New York Liberty fined $500,000. Uh WNBA team fined because their owners out of pocket the two uh, it's a husband and wife chartered flights for the team to away games during uh, the second half of this past season. So among other rule violations were that the owners paid for a trip for the entire team over Labor Day to Napa Valley, and they they paid for everything. Like it was like a, you know, a little vacation for for the ladies. And uh, according to the board, the the uh, league board of directors or council or whatever the hell they call themselves, the amount spent on the Napa Valley trip vastly exceeded the allowable compensation to players. Now we talked about this prior to the show, so I kind of see your point. Uh, yeah, where it could be enticing to free agents, but then I countered that with how big is free agency, uh, in the WNBA? Like, does is that you know, I, I, I and the problem is, is I, I'm scaling it off of what we've witnessed the last three days, which is like one of the greatest moments of the NFL season is NFL free yeah. agency, where it's just fucking wild and shit's happening yeah. and all this, and yeah, and I don't, I don't know that. Well, I, I, I could probably speak without knowing that the WNBA's free agency is nothing like that. But Well, yeah, would like sign him to a $60,000 contract. Like, that's going to be big news. I don't know. Over, <laughs> over five years? Yeah, like, I have no idea. Like, but when your league loses $12 million a year, I, I, 
I don't know. How, I don't know why they're still doing it. I have no so, idea why they're still doing it. So the league, uh, the chartering rule, the chartered flights rule, is in place because they believe it gives a competitive advantage to teams that can't afford to pay for them. So improved travel has been something that's a goal of the WNBA for a while. However, in the current CBA, uh, they are all to travel commercially. And that is uh, the reason they're looking to change that is because it has actually caused cancellation of games as well as forfeits because, you know, flights cancel or delayed or whatever. Um, So they're working toward that. However, the New York Liberty chose to kind of just do it on their own. This is where it gets ridiculous. The league's general counsel, that's what they're called, suggested two other punishments prior to handing down the the half a million dollar fine. Uh, And those included losing every draft pick. This is a quote, losing every draft pick you have ever seen. And this is the worst one, terminating the franchise. (laughs) Clown organization. That's what I told you earlier. I'll stand by that. It is. They don't make money. If the NBA didn't pump money into them, they couldn't stay afloat. Like it just let the dream die. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, I, and that and if people don't want your product, why are you trying to force it? And, and that's what I act like. You should be getting paid on par with the men. Like I just, it, it's mind blowing to me. And that's exactly what I said to you was that, uh, you know, they want people to take this league serious. And you're talking about literally canceling a franchise because they took a couple private planes to some away games. Yeah. I mean, I think we personally, like we should start our own little uh, boycott our show until they give us a Pat McAfee deal. Spotify's out. We're not putting it up anymore. I, I want Pat McAfee money. I'm done. <laughs> Fairness. Fairness. Spot, Spotify, <laughs> Spotify would say, who? <laughs> Yeah, that's what we should be telling the WNBA players. The yeah. same thing. Who are you again? Yeah, yeah. Well, no one cares. Like, I mean, it's, that's it's just the not truth, how the world works. It, and it's, I'm not being mean. I'm not saying they're not talented, but if nobody wants your product, you can't you, make like, you can't make them yeah, want it. And that's where yeah, exactly. the NBA comes into play and bails them out. You know, yep. year after year financially. So, uh, yep. and that leads us into this because part of yes. the small pay in the WNBA has led to a lot of the star players going to Russia and uh, playing yes. in the Russian Women's Basketball Premier League. So Brittany Griner, Baylor standout. Uh, I mean, most people who just know sports, you probably have heard of Brittany Griner because of what she did at Baylor. I mean, she was like the probably, I mean, the best, one of the best in the country in women's basketball during her time in college. Uh, so she spends her winters in the off season from the WNBA. She spends her winters playing for UMMC Ekaterinburg, which is, uh, in Russia. She has been detained in a Russian, uh, in a airport in Moscow because in her luggage were vape pens that contained hash oil. Uh, so, I read today that she's now been detained for this for approximately one month because it, she was detained for a week or two before it even came out to yeah. the media that that's what happened. Yeah. Um, so they're, they've extended that now until May 19th. Her, she will be detained until May 19th. 
she she's facing like t- I think it's like a ten year punishment over there. She is what she's facing. That's insane. So uh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you know, a couple things on this. You know, given the climate of things, I think it's possible that they just thought that she's got enough pull in the United States that here's a, a popular U.S. hostage we can have, um, which I firmly believe. You know, and I, I don't even know. I don't know if she was dumb enough to actually have these vape cartridges on her or if they just saying that's what happened. Um, she did say that she could beat Boogie Cousins one on one. So she probably does smoke a lot of weed because otherwise <laughs> I don't know how else she would come up with that take. But uh, it, no, in, in all seriousness, it's it's definitely like I think it's a scary situation there. I think, you know, just with everything going on in the world right now, it's kind of. So that's in my notes. And uh, so. According to the White House, the national security, a national security team in the U.S. Department of uh, Department of Security are working like diligently with, you know, the U.S. ambassadors and everything over there trying to establish something to get her freed. But the fear is, like you just said, is that she's being used as a political bargaining chip because of what's going on with Russia and Ukraine and uh, the sanctions that are being Uh, thrown down on Russia right now, which I read are crushing. Doesn't seem like it it because they're still fucking beating the shit out of Ukraine as we speak. So it doesn't appear to be working, but uh, yeah, so it is scary though. And I I hope that they figure out a way to get her out of there. Uh, While while researching this, I actually read a bunch of different stories from like Diana Taurasi and other, you know, well-known, uh, women's basketball professionals and and they said but the 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 thing is is they go over there the reason they do is because she's making Brittany Griner money she makes about a million in just in the winter time being over there uh now with that said they complain that she she makes you know a quarter of a million dollars playing in the WNBA she makes a million over there playing in this short, compact winter season. Yep. Um, what the difference is, because I, I tried extremely hard to find anything budget-wise for this Premier League, any salary cap. I tried to find anything I could, and I could, there's nothing. There's nothing out there. Yeah. Reason being, unlike American sports, in Russia, they are not required to disclose contracts, length, price, any you know, uh, yep. guaranteed money or uh, anything that says if you you know um, incentives or a- anything like that. So you can't find anything on it. So what I read is yep. that the Russian government owns the majority of these teams. Yep, the ones that they don't are owned by the most powerful people in Russia who aren't in the government. So they just literally dump anything they want into these players. Diana Taurasi. Was it Diana Taurasi? I think it was Diana Taurasi was paid by the owner of UMMC Kattenberg. She, she played for the same team grinders currently on. They paid Diana Taurasi not to go back and to sit out a, a WNBA season. So she would rest. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so I mean, pay- go ahead. It, I, I'm guessing it's similar to what the you know the Saudi Golf League we talked about a couple couple weeks back or towards the end of season one there, like where they're just trying to buy, you know, goodwill. You know, the the government runs these things, and 
says, Hey, we'll bring the best talent here, even though it might not really be, well, I guess they are the best women in the world, but you know, it, it's just a different ball game over there. Yeah, it is. And, and that's, you know, based off of the money that they're willing to put into it versus yep. what people are putting into the WNBA. But like you said, in the, in, in the, uh, regarding the New York Liberty and the WNBA as a whole, if people aren't willing to buy the product, people aren't yeah. going to input yeah. a bunch of money into it. They aren't going to do it. It's all about the return, right? Yeah. And, and I mean, again, you know, I, I just want to clarify, I'm not taking a, a shot at the talent level of the WNBA, but like, no, it, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. You might be the best basketball players in the world. Maybe, maybe you're so good. You could go play in the NBA. I don't know why you're not in the NBA if that's the case, but like, Give it time. You know, it, it it doesn't matter how good you are. If people don't want to, you know, you could make the best spaghetti in the world, Joe. And if you can't get people to try it, you're never going to sell it. You right. Know, it, it, it's meaningless. And like I said, it's all about the return. So like yeah. you buy, you buy a gallon of chocolate milk for $5. You charge $7 a cup, big return. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Capitalism. Yeah. Beautiful thing. All right. We're into the rundown. Let me find it. Where'd it go? There we go. Got some music for the rundown. I like it. I like it too. NFL prospects threaten to boycott the combine, and the NFL responds by lifting the uh, COVID mandates. So they threaten. They say, you're going to make it a bubble situation. I can't bring my people. I'm out. NFL says, whoa, whoa, whoa. All 155 of you who threatened to boycott it, come on in. No bubble situation. Next up, Red Sox released minor leaguer Brett Netzer following a series of racist, homophobic, and anti-Semitic tweets. I actually read the tweets. I went to his Twitter page. They're still up, uh, you know, fascinatingly enough. The, it, it, it sounds like something's just fucking... He ain't right, yeah. But he was a 2017 third rounder, so a bummer for him. Uh, Washington and Jefferson student, you sent me this one. Is that music too loud, do you think? I think I turned it down, but it just sounds... I was having that problem when we did the Scuddy on Sports. It sounds louder in our headphones than what it is when you're just listening, I believe. Trial and error. Yeah, we're figuring it out. Washington and Jefferson student is disenrolled from the school for personally hurtful sign that he held up at a women's basketball game. So October 14th of 2013, he's holding a sign, says 10, 14, 13. It is the day a Westminster uh, women's basketball player's father passed away. So we read the headline and we're like, yeah, that's why I was like, what he hurt her feelings. And we, yeah. and we read the story and we're like, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, yeah that's why I sent it to You're you. I was like, yeah. you can't do that. Yeah, Drew you can't do that. Yeah. So yeah, what I read in, in, in further reading, the, the girl's mother attends these games, obviously saw the sign as well, yeah. reports that last year when they visited W&J, they were chanting to this girl, 35, where's your dad? Classy. Classy individuals down there. So they got some work to do to the students at that school because that's pretty fucked up. So absolutely. Sad one here. Stanford's uh, women's soccer captain, Katie Meyer, uh, passes away. It was a suicide. It's said that she was uh, had some sort of uh, 
disciplinary investigation going on within the school. They're not sure if that's what pushed her to this. But uh, a lot of people are also taking the route that it has to do with parents putting pressure on on kids uh, to perform well and be good athletes and be dedicated to their sport. So sad story. Um, also, somebody commented on the post that about that, that Stanford's suicide rate is like stupid high for students. So, I did not know that. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't know that either, but very strange. A fan brawl at a Mexican soccer game leaves three critically injured and 26 hospitalized. Why do soccer fans want to fight all the time? Don't know. I don't know. Because the game is fucking boring and they need something <laughs> else to do to occupy their time. WWF Hall of Famer Razor Ramon passes away. That's a sad one. Hey, Chico. Really sad. Yeah, I love, always love Razor. He was a really, really great character. Uh, what did we call it when we talked to John McChesney? Gimmick. His gimmick was really yeah. good that he had. Uh, always liked Razor Ramon. Last but not least, another extremely sad one. A bus carrying the University of Southwest golf team had a head-on collision with a pickup truck. Nine people died as a result of the crash, including one coach and six golfers. Uh, so, I, I just got an update about this. The the teen that was driving the truck that hit him, 13 years old. The Oh, there was a kid driving it? Driver in fatal crash was 13. Yep. Teen was driving the truck in the crash that killed the Why coach. Why was he driving the truck? I, I Well, I'm guessing the, the truck that hit the teen. Yeah, he like took it for a joyride or something? I, I don't know. I just got the Bleacher Report update literally oh, man. 20 minutes ago. Yeah, just, well, just That's what I was I'll, reading. Remind me for next week. I'll do some more digging yeah. on that and see what yeah. uh, transpires. But holy yeah. smokes, that's sad. Yeah, real sad. Yep. All right. That's going to wrap up Things That Sting this week. As always, brought to you by Jones Pest Control, Ants, Spiders, Bees, or Mice. Don't think twice. Call Jones Pest Control, 814-230-9548. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with My Hive, get into the mailbag, talk about some NFL free agency. Blue Line Auto, located at 1606 Pennsylvania Avenue, East in Warren, is locally owned and operated and is a family-run business specializing in vehicle sales and service. They offer state and safety inspections and general car repairs, including but not limited to brakes and rotors, tires, oil changes, batteries, starters, and alternators. They also offer vehicle undercoating prior to winter to help keep your vehicle protected. Currently, their hours are Monday through Wednesday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., and Thursday and Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Call them today to schedule your next appointment at 814-230-9061. Your safety is their goal. Hi, this is Ryan Klein, the host of the new pop culture podcast, Me, Myself, and Rye. You can find me on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and several other platforms. Special guests, breakaway shows, bonus episodes, cold beers, and a whole lot more. So what are you guys and gals waiting for? Subscribe now to the Me, Myself, and Rye podcast on Spotify or wherever it is that you get your shows and start listening today. My high. 
Joe and Sketty's very own world of sports. My Hive is presented by Blue Line Auto. For all your automotive needs, call Blue Line Auto at 814-230-9061 or stop in at 1606 Pennsylvania Avenue, Easton Warren. All right. NFL free agency. Uh, we put off the best for last, I feel like, because there's so much to talk been about a, here. Been crazy, crazy couple it weeks ha- here. Yeah. It has been nuts, and it's been fun to follow. So we're going to start off uh, – I just I just wrote down some names and we'll just let the conversation flow as it does. Yep. Get get in the like comments it. on this one if you're uh, watching live. Russ Wilson, we'll start with him. That was the first kind of big thing that happened that allowed the domino. Well, the announcement of Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay. Yes, yeah, that let, that kicked. Let it. the dominoes start to fall. So we went with uh, Russ Wilson goes to Denver, which he uh, I saw today started his own new catchphrase. I did not see this. Bronco, this is Broncos country. Let's ride. He said it like three okay. times, three different interviews. Okay. So people are all like, they're all, you know, uh, yeah. Well, a, lot of, a lot of excitement to finish in third place. Uh, well, me and you were having, we were a little at odds on this take, I think. Um, yeah. I, I, well, I mean, first off, I think Seattle absolutely cleaned up. I, I think Seattle's bad, you know, yeah. two first, two seconds. No fan, they're going to have to re-sign because he's good. I mean, Drew Locke, I don't have a lot of faith in. It'll be interesting to see if they let him go or if I just want to hang out. Kaepernick I just want to hang out with Drew thing. Locke. I know Drew Locke. Like he just seems like a cool dude. Like I'm with it. And then what was the other? Uh, Shelby Harris, some defensive lineman. I don't know much yeah, about him. He's good. Uh, but regardless, I think this is a good move for Seattle. They can't compete with the Rams in that division. I don't think they can compete with the Cardinals or the 49ers either. So this sets them up for you know, two years when the Rams window closes, if they draft well, they can be in a good spot. Um, And honestly, you know, I think I told you Russ going to the Broncos. I don't think the Broncos are that far away. Uh, You know, defense is pretty good. Got still have a good receiving core there. The question is, is Russ washed up? If Russ is washed up, then Seattle hit an even bigger home run. If he's not washed up, I don't think it's crazy to think that the Broncos could be the third best team in the AFC next year. I'm not I, – yeah, I can't yet. Who, well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, who do you think is – besides the Bills and the Chiefs Bengals. in the AFC, you think the Bengals are undoubtedly better, even as I, junky as that line is? They just addressed the line in free agency. That's, like, all well, they've they, done. They did, but what I'm – you know how football is. There's always somebody that goes first to worst. Yeah. You know, the yeah, going to be back. You know, the Browns well, maybe. Yeah, Steelers are going to be kind of tough to – they'll be tough to be worse than this year. But, um, you know, I just don't think – I think the AFC has a lot of young talent, but I don't know that the teams are that talented. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I don't know. I, I if yeah, it all comes down to how Russ plays, and if he. And here's the thing, and this is uh, might have told it to you. I told it to somebody. The amount of money that he spends on he's a exactly yeah. he's a Tom Brady, Tom Brady type yeah. of person when it comes to his body. He spent. Yeah. He said he spends like well over a million a year just on taking care of his, his temple. So, yep. uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I never really thought Russ was bad. He just was running for his life the last two years. Uh, yeah, and and that, it doesn't matter how good you are. You can't throw from exactly. your fucking back or, you know, Ex- exactly. It, if you gave Tom Brady no line, he wouldn't have, you know, 
however many fucking Super Bowls he's won at this point. Exactly. Yep. So, yeah, I don't know. I just – Denver just isn't quite there for me yet, but we'll see. I mean, that's a team that I'm saying this now. I'm basing a lot of it off of, you know, perform, past performances, but a lot of their issue was the quarterback. I mean, they got – they have good weapons, um, with uh, especially at receiver for – for uh, Russ to work with Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy's Jerry Judy's good. I think Tim Patrick's still there, right? I think Tim Patrick's like quietly, like very underrated. I think he's pretty solid. Uh, Darren, hot take like, on uh, Russ Wilson. He turned a hoe into a housewife. And for that, <laughs> was she? Who did he marry? Sierra. Was it Sierra? Yeah, I thought it was Rihanna. No, Sierra. Who the fuck married Rihanna? Like, I don't, some rapper. Oh. I have no idea. I have right. no idea. Right. Yeah, I, I don't did, know either. I did just want to touch, too, since we brought it up with Aaron Rodgers kicking everything off. I can see why he's, st- if he would have went to Denver, I think it was a stupid move because he's only got a year or two left. And the Packers should, unless Devontae Adams sits out, they should run away with that division, I, I would think. Yeah. You know, yeah. So it just dumb move, you know, where Russ is going from the last place team to, you know, having a shot. Potentially someone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just, team around him. yeah. Well, definitely. And uh, while we're on the topic of uh, Seattle, I forgot to put the Kaepernick thing in the rundown, but oh. let's just have a quick laugh about the fact that Pete Carroll and his woke coaching ways that we're all have been accustomed to over the last couple of years comes out and says, I do believe Kaepernick deserves a shot in the NFL and he still has it. And they say to him, well, who should pick him up? Well, that I don't know. Yep. It, the, the team the, that the, has the, Drew Locke and Geno Smith on their right. roster. The, te- the team that potentially has the worst quarterback room, well, yeah. minus, the, minus the Colts. <laughs> yeah, the Colts. I don't even know who's in that room. There ain't nobody. I don't think there's anybody in it. But I'll, I'll tell uh, you. Yeah, no, I just, Go ahead. Did you see Marcellus Wiley? Did, did you watch that? No, I didn't. What did he say? I, I can't remember what, what show he's got now, whatever his show is. Um, he was talking about the tape, and he said, I saw Colin Kaepernick in perfect conditions, not making perfect throws. And then, like, I kind of was just – I didn't watch the whole clip, but, like, it started, and he's like, here's Colin Kaepernick taking a 10-yard drop back. No one in the NFL has done that since 1995. Like he's just shredding him, just absolutely shredding that workout video where they're like, he looks the best ever. And he's like, well, as a football player, who's someone who's played football, you don't see what I see. And I'm telling you, he ain't got it. Yeah. You know, he, he, oh, but yeah, but, but, but the guy, the guys on Bleacher yeah. Report know way better than Marcellus Wiley would. Abs- so. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. But uh, like I said, I shared that post on the page. I, I wish somebody would just take a shot at him. Let them start the first three games of the season, so we I can hope just. It's Seattle. I hope it is too, because he'll just get <laughs> te- he'll get teed the fuck off on. And the Niners ev- have struggled with them. <laughs> Let's ev- let me get some Kaepernick back. And just everybody would. I just want this conversation to go away. And there's only one. There's only one way for that to happen, is for the guy who called the NFL modern day slavery to return to <laughs> modern day slavery. And back to the his, plantation. Yeah, make the millions. And somebody commented that on the, the post and was like, 
Because if you saw the video, I mean, it's he legitimately calls the NFL. He says it's the owners are slave owners. We're just slaves. Yep. We're just slaves. Yep. Free men making fucking more money yep. than we'll ever see in our lifetime. Yep. And unless Bush Light hooks us up. Uh, <laughs> no, throw it out there. There's always know? a chance. There's always yeah, a chance. Thought I'd throw it out there. But uh, like, why would he want to come running back to that? If it's so fucking yeah. bad, if it's so horrible, and you can't believe the way you were treated when you were in the NFL, why would you try so desperately to get back into the league? No, see, that that's the game that he plays with everyone, though. He doesn't actually want to come back because he knows he'll get exposed. He just has to stay relevant enough that people keep want to that, talk about to him. keep that Nike conversation going. Yep. Keep Nike that conversation He's going to be 55 years old saying, I got it still. I got yeah. it. And people and, and people online will be like, if if fucking this, this guy still has a job, then uh, Kaepernick deserves one. Blaine Gabbert beat him out his last year. Everyone forgets. Blaine Gabbert. Blaine won Gabbert. the starting job. Yep. Yeah. I had to watch it. I, I had to watch it. It was terrible. Yeah. That dude, he... I just like I said. I just hope I, I I've never pushed more in my life for wanting somebody to be on a team. I hope yep. he gets on a team. I hope. Well, I I know what's going to happen if he does get on a team. So just let it happen. Yeah. Somebody yep. let it happen. Sign him. Start him. Let him go five no. for twenty with you know five sacks I mean, and three picks and fucking cut his ass. You, so we can all move on. To, you wouldn't be able to bench him. Because if he was bad the first five games, the whole world would cry. Well, he hasn't played in five years. He was That's rusty. You got to give him the whole season. So yeah, no one's going to touch him. There's too much baggage. Yeah, there is. You're right, and that's exactly it too. That would be the counter argument. They would say he deserves a job. He look at him. Look at him. You yep. know. Yep. And then when he gets in, well, he's rusty, and and yep, you're dead on with yep. that. Yep. Uh, Deshaun. So the Deshaun sweepstakes have yet to be uh, announced. We're still waiting. On his decision, the, the, the Browns took themselves out. No, 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 no. I don't think so. The way I read it was Deshaun told them the Browns are out. Oh. The Watson's camp contacted them and said, you're not in the running anymore. That's it's because the way I read it. Maybe he doesn't want to be an adult. That, well, they need an adult quarterback. That's what I they said. To, I just happen to know one that they could get for probably a second-round pick. James James Garoppolo? If you like winning, that's your guy. <laughs> Cleveland doesn't. <laughs> Cleveland does not like winning. I, I told the guys, probably Cam Newton. That's who, that's who you're looking at as your quarterback this year. Maybe they'll take Kaepernick. Kaepernick's an adult. He's 34. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, I, that's a good point. Uh, <clears throat> so I was listening to uh, – Spro sent me the Pat, Mac, uh, Pat McAfee link to what he – was uh, going over with the whole Baker thing. Mm -hmm. So Baker requested a trade, and did you yes. see that the Browns said no? Yeah, after they literally came out yesterday and said yeah. they wanted to move off them. They so, literally came out and were like, no, you yeah, want to trade. We're not accommodating that. So that, in Pat McAfee's words, that. they were like, no fucking way. <laughs> ain't getting traded. <laughs> Cleveland, Cleveland going to Cleveland. You know that's that's all there is to it. Insult hey, the fuck out of your starting quarterback, alienate him to the point where he requests a trade and then deny it. So exactly. he'll be super he'll be super happy playing there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, 
I, I honestly think they probably would have ended up parting ways after next yeah, year. Yeah, but anyway. here's my thing. If you can get something in return. I Well, that's that's why I want the diamond. Why would you not? So You're right. Yeah, why wouldn't yeah, yeah. If you could unload Baker right now, knowing he yep. does not want to be here, why would you yep. ride him out and let him touch free agency cool. next year? When you could, you're not going to persuade him back. Look, look at everything that's happened in the last 24 hours surrounding the Browns and the and the uh, yeah, and Baker it, Mayfield's camp. There, there's no way they Cleveland this away. I think Hank said it, and I tend to agree with him. I think Baker's at the point now where he's just not going to play. Like, yeah, you, you know, he's so just going to say, okay, well, I'm going to sit the year out. So if Indy wants to give up something for him, which is what yep. Darren's in the comments saying, because uh, yep. the Texans did block the Colts from. Yeah. Which, of course, they – I mean, they're not going to send Deshaun Watson within the division. I mean, as yeah, much no, as – no, I know Darren yeah. wants that to happen. If I was a Colts fan, I would love that to happen because that that was it. But uh, – Hagberg makes a great point there. You can't say you want an adult at QB then act like a child when you request a trade. 100%. I am not in any way on Team Baker Mayfield's a good quarterback. But here's where I think, like, this is where I'm at with it. And we talked about this because Sketty earlier accused me of saying that Baker's better than Jimmy G. Those words never came out of my fucking mouth. I do not think Baker is better than Jimmy G. But what I do think is that with Baker, you still have potential for growth. With Jimmy G, you got a handsome-ass quarterback who can manage a game and and can take you some places. But he's never going to... He's never going to throw 40 times and complete 38 of them for 500 yards and four touchdowns. Well, I did, so I wrote down some stats because I knew we were going to talk about this a little bit. Baker Mayfield. So you said he's got some room for some growth, which he does. because He, does. he played good. injured last year. He wasn't well, horrible he the year before. When he was playing it, healthy, he wasn't bad. His best season, which, which was the year before, 2020. Right. He, 26 touchdowns to eight picks, which is pretty good. Uh, 3,500 yards, also pretty good. 62% of his passes completed. This last year when he's playing hurt, 60.5% was his completion. Okay, so what are you going to tell me, that you can't teach accuracy? Because I will argue that with look at Josh Allen's numbers because that's exactly what Terry Bradshaw said on Fox one Sunday beautiful afternoon where he was like, oh, well, the problem with Allen is he he isn't accurate. And you can't teach that. He's just never going to have that. You have to understand that he's not going to throw a high completion percentage. And then what did he do? Switched up I mean, some I, mechanics. Now the fucking guy could knock a I don't, what, Pepsi can Alan, off your head. What's Allen's completion percentage? Do you know roughly? Uh, just, I, I, I didn't look it up. the top of my head, but, I mean, he was under well under 60 the first fu- could, couple years of his career. I, well, I think, like, but I'm just – just to go with what the, the topic that we're going on, though, Jimmy last year – was top five in the league completion percentage or top six, maybe, he, you know, his, his full year in 2019, 69% of his passes, 68% of his passes. So like in my mind, Baker is going to grow into be maybe what Jimmy is right now. And okay. T- the, the bigger, go ahead. Tell me this. Where was Jimmy G at for attempts? I did not look attempts up. Uh, I know this past year, he played one more game than Baker, and I think he only had it was twenty three more attempts. And Wait, August twenty three more. This past year doesn't count. We can't count this past year. Why? Because they were both Cause hurt. Because Baker, Baker Mayfield was being carried onto the field to play. Jimmy G didn't get hurt till the end of the season, 
And all and he was hurt at the beginning of the year too. Remember, because Lance had to start that game. What did he do? He, like I can't remember. I can't remember cut his a, ankle or something he, stupid. Cut himself shaving that handsome well, face. It would be about it. It's who knows? It's Jimmy. He got hurt doing something. That's that's the problem with him. He's been hurt all the time. Probably that's, fucking. That's that good possibility. He threw his ankle out doing some crazy position. Who knows? He's a handsome guy. I'll give him that. He's the best looking quarterback in the NFL for sure. I'm, but he's just I'm, not. I don't think he's that good. I'm just saying, if you're Cleveland, like Hank was saying, okay, well, let's just start Case Keenum this year and draft a quarterback. Like, no, the Browns are built to win right now. They have a good young defense. They just got Amari Cooper, who I love. I think that's one of the best pickups all free in all free agency right now. Amari Cooper for a fifth round pick. That's a Why steal. Can't? How does Pro Football Reference not have completion percentage? Like they have it to should. somewhere. Yeah, yeah that should be on there. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I, I just like, to me, you know, if you're going to move off Baker, which I don't think is a terrible idea, you know, I have, hard to say because he was hurt last year, but if you're going to move off of him, you need somebody who's ready to play right now because windows in the NFL are small. You can't go into another rebuild with a young quarterback and and hope for the best there. Well, they have so much talent on that team too. They? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You can't, you can't just say we're going to go with Case Keenum and then – Hopefully we'll draft a quarterback next year and it'll all work out. Your window is going to be closed by then. Okay. So Josh Allen completion percentage went from 52 in 2018 to 58 in 2019 to 69 in 2020. Yeah. And I know he had a ton. What do you do in 2021? 63. So it decreased. Yeah. He wasn't as good this year as he was last year. Last year was pretty good. I mean, that's not a huge bump, but he threw, he only threw the ball. Oh no, hold on. Oh yeah. Okay. So he threw the ball. Wow. Shit. Actually, he threw the ball more the year. He had the 69% completion. How many, how many attempts did he have that year? I mean, I'm guessing it had to be 572. He completed 69%. So I think I didn't, I don't remember the attempts. Jimmy's good year, but like last year missing the two games, he was 440, something like that. 441. I so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just, just I still think I just think Baker's young enough yet that there's still like there's people who are saying that Josh Allen still has room for improvement here, here, and here. Yeah. Like they're oh, yeah. expecting yeah. more growth from him, which I don't I mean how, the question how much better can he get? I mean, I'm not saying he's yeah. the greatest, but holy fuck. Yeah. Like the dude's yeah. Yeah. lighting it up and he's exactly. doing things that the Bills haven't seen at the quarterback position and since I was a small child but it's just with baker you know what money are you gonna have to pay this guy like your best bet is to take him on the extension this year maybe franchise him the following year he he's got to show you something because like but that's what i'm saying though if they trade if part of the trade agreement is a a extension on a contract i don't think at this point you have to dump a shitload of money into him well, I, I mean, that's the what does he want? What does Baker think his value is? That's the question I have because I think that Baker seems like the kind of guy who's, you know, he's although maybe he's doing enough commercials that he's fine. So here's what I'm going to read you something. I got a text from a, a source. Okay. I can't say his name. Okay. But he's a source, and he said this was earlier today. I'm texting with a family friend. So this is like fourth, 
story, third person. I don't know how to say that. Yeah, I'm te- I'm texting with a family friend that is buddies with one of the beat reporters for Cleveland. He's saying that Baker lost the locker room and pissed the whole team off. Sounds like they kept a lot of drama uh, in house, and this was f- last season, is what they're saying. I just don't see like. They said that's why he said that's why the comment leaked about them wanting an adult at quarterback. But yeah. like the dude played through injury like willingly. It's not like he quit on them. I just don't see like what did he do that pissed them off so bad? Well, or is this if you remember Well, if you remember at the end of last office. year. Well, at the end of last year, if you remember, there were like rumblings that there was a rift between him and Stefanski. They think that Stefanski didn't like Baker, and that's why they were hucking it all those games when he clearly was injured and should have just been handed off to Nick Chubb. Remember the famous, Oh, we're saving Nick Chubb for the playoffs line by Stefanski. And it was like, bro, you didn't even make the playoffs. What are you saving them for? You know, it's, it's just insane to me. Like, I, I really think there's something there. I think they, they got to blow the whole thing up now. Now, now they're toast. I, that's what I think too. But, but they're saying they aren't going to honor his uh, request. Yeah, I, it's it's a mess now. I have no idea. So I just don't know why if you have the opportunity, and Brian says it's called creating a context, yeah. But, like, don't you – you can make Baker look like a bad guy all you want. But guess what? That ain't going to fucking help your trade value when you're trying to get something in return for him either. If you're yep. – you know, uh, exactly. Coward, Coward put out a bit about Baker releasing that letter and saying that it was, he said it was the single smartest thing Baker Mayfield ever did because he put out there that no matter where I end up, I am going to give you 100% of myself. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. That letter could be complete bullshit. I, I, I'm not in the yep. training, I'm not in the you know quarterback rooms. I just watch them on TV on Sundays or uh, whatever. But if you're the Browns, you're you're releasing this info now putting the pinning the two together like against each other and i don't see how they think that that's going to help them when they're trying to trade the guy if they do end up trading him like you're you're hurting the value of him by saying he's a fucking asshole or a child or whatever you're saying like talk him up say yeah say say yeah you know what this system isn't working for what's going on with baker he's a great kid he's a great quarterback you could say whatever you want about him behind closed doors. Nobody cares. Yep. If something like this gets leaked where you want an adult, you dispute it. As a franchise, you get out ahead of that and say, I don't know. That's, that sounds yeah, that's like some bullshit Baker. to me. Yep. Well, the thing you got to say is, and they should have done this. I've seen the Niners say it multiple times the last few years is, you know, hey, Baker's our guy, but it, we owe it to ourselves and the organization, the fans to do our due diligence on anyone that wants to. Uh, you always look, make us an offer. Yeah. Brandon Bean you know, said that from the beginning with Buffalo, like you always try to upgrade positions if you can. Yep. If you can make it happen, yep. you can. It's a business. These guys know yep. that. And yep. I, I but I think like with Baker, I think the writing was on the wall to him prior to. Anything yep. with Deshaun Watson coming out because he knew he knew like hey that you know I don't <laughs> I don't think I'm in their yep. future plans so yep. I'm gonna get out ahead of this and try and sell myself to whoever I may be heading you know the organization yep. next uh, I don't know I mean he he had nothing but great things to say about Cleveland how he behaves when he's out there and is in that environment 
if he's fan friendly. I don't, I don't know. I've never heard anything otherwise. You know, usually when people are total dicks, you know, that kind of stuff you know about, seems yep. to seems to get out. But I don't know. I just, I, I think Cleveland's handling that situation extremely poor. Brownsy, uh, very brownsy, very very brownsy. Yep, whole situation blowing up. Yep. Uh, Sketty's favorite Tom Brady announces his return. Uh, that kind of opened the floodgates for some uh, re-signings in Tampa. Godwin's back. Uh, the uh, I'm missing his name. The defensive back who was a uh, kind of a hot commodity going into free agency. He re-signed. I forget Can't his name. Yeah, I don't know who Can't the hell he is. Dar- Darren Stack guy, help us out in the comments. Need you on that one. Uh, so Tampa Bay looks like they're right back in the mix, you know, as they were last year. So maybe next year they'll need a quarterback if yeah. Brady re- retires for the third time yeah, in I, 12 months. Another another problem I have with that whole thing is I, I really think this is the this is his goodbye tour. Everyone praised him for not taking and like just saying, hey, I'm hanging it up. I don't need all the fanfare. There's no way he comes back and plays another season after this. Like this is it. This is the goodbye tour. So you think this is the thank you him? Wanting everybody to thank him. Yep. Yep. He wants a special thing up at every every stadium he goes to this year. Yeah, he, it, this is it. He's not coming. I mean, he's 44 years old. He shouldn't come back this year. I really just think he, that he knows that they had the Rams until Cooper Cup went off like he did and bailed the team out three times during the playoffs. Like, <laughs> I think he just said, shit, I can beat these, I can beat these scrubs. So, yeah, I, I think it's just one more chase. Uh, Steelers. Make some interesting moves, signing Mitch Trubisky. Uh, I thought about this today because I was actually talking to my dad about it. I was originally very... Yeah, you didn't like... Well, I was very into him going to New York. I thought that that was like... I thought that that was like a sure thing. It was not... Darren, it was not Murphy Bunting. It's somebody else. If you say his name, I'm going to know it. I mean, I can look it up. But uh, anyways, to talk about... The Steelers with Trubisky, I was not into the idea of him going anywhere but New York because he has a year under Brian Dable's system. I thought that that would be like it. Like that's that to me was like done deal. Uh, thinking about it more, why he would choose Pittsburgh over New York? No, no quarterback competition. He's Correct. he's hundred yep. percent starting. I would, I would say so. Yep. Yep. And then, yep. and they, if he goes to New York, you know, then he's competing with Daniel Jones for the job. He's not guaranteed to start. And of yep. course, I don't, I don't know what, I don't even know if New York offered him anything, but I know there was a lot of rumor about interest, mutual interest or whatever. But I think Pittsburgh slid in and said, Hey, you'll be starting. Here's the money we'll give you. And he was like, Yeah, I'd rather play than hold a clipboard. Yep. Um, yep. So I think that that really, that kind of like when I put, that kind of thought into it, then I was like, yeah, that actually makes way more sense for him to go there. Uh, I, I really, I, I, I think this is a really good signing for Pittsburgh um, just because I don't think they're quite ready to win right now. I mean, they're kind of on the cusp, but of the available quarterbacks, like Trubisky's still pretty young. He does have that upside. You get him away from Matt Nagy's garbage offense. Maybe that helps him out. What he cost him? 14 million for over two years. I believe like, who is that? It, it just, Trubisky, I think he's fourteen million over the two years. I think was it was seventeen. Oh no, it was fourteen. I think you're right. Yeah, fourteen. Either way, he's still dirt cheap. 
Yeah. You know, I, I just think that this was, you know, I think I was on that at the end of the year. Like I think Trubisky is one that of the QB of the teams that needed QBs. He's the guy that you go out there and get and say, Hey, there's a little bit of upside here. You know, he's not 30 years old. He might not be great, but you know, we can at least work with him and see if we got something. I mean, the guy's got some physical tools. Uh, you know, it could be a Ryan Tannehill situation. Just get him out of the garbage and maybe he turns this thing around, turns his career around. Um, plus, it's Pittsburgh, so he'll probably be he'll be fucking Josh Allen two point down there now and just he did you know. spend he did spend a year behind the goat. You know, the other thing too is Pittsburgh's a, a very loyal franchise. So if he has two good years there, I'm not saying great. If he has two good years, they'll re up him. I I, I believe. I like the I saw a lot of Pittsburgh fans who were happy about this signing on Facebook. And then in their uh, comment section, people were posting receipts of old Mitch Trubisky hate that they were throwing up when he was with the bears or like when the bill signed him as a backup, they were like, Oh, cool. Good backup. He's a great backup. And then, but like people were posting screenshots of the comments within people's posts. And I loved it. Nothing makes me happier than Facebook receipts. Remember that. Yep. Yep. Old stuff that comes back around to haunt you is like, it's funny to me. Like yeah. sports related, but, you you say something like the yeah. one I post all the time. A hunter when a hunter when the Bills traded for Diggs and Hunter put up horrible trade. Diggs will get hurt week one, total waste. And then he yep. like pr- proceeded to lead the league in receptions. <laughs> yep. But yeah, I mean, again, uh, I think you at Pittsburgh you can be okay with this. Like you really can. It's and you're not spending a bunch of money if he sucks. Who cares? Well, that's nothing for a quarterback. Okay. So, so far, my like of all free agency, my sneaky good signing from any team that I think could like come back around and be like, holy shit, that was a great signing. Like one of the best in all free agency. The Steelers signed Miles Jack. I did see that. Yep. Yeah. That's and Miles Jack has a plethora of talent. And with Miles Jack, here's my theory. Could be completely wrong, but here's my theory on why they let him walk is because Josh Allen, not my boy, but Josh yeah, Allen, lineba- linebacker from Kentucky. Yep. Uh, he'll be entering this year will be his fourth year. Yeah, I think he was a year after. Right. Yeah, it'll be his fourth year. And he's good like real real fucking good and he's gonna require a whole bunch of money and i think that they were anticipating that and with what they spent on putting weapons around trevor lawrence i was gonna say they can't go ahead i i just think that the reason why they let miles jack walk is because they were like okay we want to speed up trevor lawrence's development how do we do that we overpay christian kirk uh, and then we bring in Ed, Evan Ingram on a prove it deal. And yep. who who else did they sign? They got somebody else. Too. Zay, Zay Jones. I don't yeah, know what they Zay paid Jones. Zay Jones. Zay Jones like, is terrible. I, I I don't know. I I the Jags are my least favorite team in the league right now because they just gave Christian Kirk twenty one million dollars, which means Debo Samuel is going to be like fucking thirty million dollars now. They, they got to pay him here. Like thank you. They one hundred percent boned the entire wide receiver market. That's what I'm saying. What do you, what do you think Devonte Adams wants now? Yeah. 40 fucking million dollars a year. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Uh, I'm with you. Yeah. No, the Jaguars have thank definitely you, just. Thank you, Sean Conn. You yeah, dick. They just put the dick to the rest of the NFL 100%. Uh, 
but so bad. I think that that's part of the whole thing, though. Is like, hey, we want to speed up Trevor Lawrence's development. Hey, we're gonna have to pay Josh Allen a shitload of money. Miles Jack, unfortunately, you're gonna be a casualty of all of that. Yeah, uh, and that dude. <laughs> Steelers have a, a way of just making yep. defensive players thrive. And I mean, their inside linebackers were like Joe Schobert who got released today. Yeah. Like they weren't good. So, I mean, it's a huge upgrade. It's a, it's a immediate starter. Uh, and I just, that scares me. That honestly does scare me that he went there. I think that could end up being the sneaky best free agent signing of, yeah. Uh, of all yep. the you know free agency frenzy, but uh, give me a moment. We'll uh, talk about what the Colts have done so far. <laughs> okay, and uh, now we're going to talk about what the Bills have done. Uh, yeah. Von Miller, Shaq Lawson, Jordan Phillips, OJ Howard. They're definitely working to beef up the uh, uh, defensive line. Yep, uh, JD McKissick threw the old boomerang at us, uh, so yep. agreed to a contract and then went and signed the same one with Washington. Um, he just, uh, he hates, he doesn't like winning. So that's why he did that. That's my only, my only theory, yep. but yep. it, but it did give me an awesome opportunity to use the free agency continuum. Yep. So I was happy with that. Cause like the one day I was like, Good signing. That's a reasonable deal. He can be productive. And then the next day I was like, I can't believe Washington gave him that much money. <laughs> it's the same same contract. <laughs> same exact contract. It is so good. But uh Von Miller, I'm excited about. I know you said he's old, but I the the I mean, deal deals said, six years. He's getting seventeen point five million for the first four. It's voidable yep. after the third, which is probably around the time he's going to retire. I would think he'll be 35, yeah, 36. Yeah. Yep. So um, I just I don't know good. what he gives you. Yeah. I, I just don't know what he gives you. I mean, he wasn't, I mean, he came up big in the playoff run last year, but like before that, you know, things weren't really working out too hot. Uh, $17 million is a lot of money for a 33 year old edge rusher. I don't know if he's, you know, the Bills needed to do something. He's a big name. He is talented. We'll see if he can stay healthy and and play up to that money is one, the question. One of the things that I'm excited about with him isn't necessarily what he's going to do on game day, but what he can do for Greg Russo and yeah. Boogie yep. Basham. That's, that's true. Uh, that, that's he can, I'm not saying you pay $17.5 million a year to a, a guy to educate, but I think he can be productive enough. Yeah. Yep. That, and what he can do for our our young J- yeah JJ Watt talent. situation right JJ Watt situation good locker make, room guy be Maybe here play, give you something yep. play well and make these guys better is kind of like yep. the goal of it all uh, yep. but I, I don't know yeah it, it, to me for him it seems like when he's motivated he plays well and he seems motivated right now. Uh, from what I've seen, I haven't seen any of his press conferences or anything, but he put out his little video that he's excited to come to Buffalo. He was one of the free agents who there was this rumor that was out that yeah. he that uh, some well-known two, they said, defensive studs who are veterans 
actually reached out, had their camp reach out to Buffalo prior to free agency and say, there's interest. Just so you're aware, we're just letting you know. And it's now come out that Von Miller was one of them. Yep. Yep. And it should make you happy that it also came out from Ian Rappaport that Sean McVay called Von Miller just before he agreed with Buffalo and like begged him. Like, I'm guessing that I didn't see the details, but I'm guessing they couldn't offer him the money that Buffalo was offering. And he was just trying to like, I'm not sure on the heartstrings. Like I, I can't imagine. I mean, Jesus, I can't imagine they had $17 million to give to him. Although I guess they did just give Allen Robinson. Yeah, they got a fucking. Yeah, they, they just print money out there. Money tree. Yeah, that's, yeah, what, yeah. that's exactly what they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The NFL doesn't give a fuck what they do with the salary cap because they want football in Los Angeles that bad. Yep, yep. So yeah, just like, spend yeah. whatever you want. Yep. Every every 31 teams have a salary cap. Yep. The Rams yeah. do not. Well, apparently we can throw the Chargers into that mix too because they right, there's another one, yeah. yeah, it's just unlimited money. That you're right. They print money yep. in Los Angeles and they give it to yep. whoever the hell they want. But yep. no, I'm 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 all in on the Von Miller signing. I, but honestly, yep. side note: Shaq Lawson and Jordan Phillips, two former Huge. Bills, are yep. that's two big signings too. Shaq yep. played his best season in Buffalo right before he signed his big contract. Exactly. Ironically, yep. uh, he put out that tweet the day of legal tampering and said, uh, the last two years have been different. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, you played for the Jets and the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding. <laughs> so it wasn't great. You know, you didn't have a good time there. But uh, Jordan Phillips, I watched a portion of his press conference today, and he's just like, why wouldn't I want to be here? You got – look at who's in this locker room. You know, the family atmosphere. I just love it. And on the side, O.J. Howard – uh, yeah. Also, serviceable tight end two behind Dawson Knox. Yeah. That that can ton, make for ton of, ton of talent. We'll see what he can do with it. Yeah, I mean it's anything around having him and Dawson Knox lined up is nice. That's gonna be nice. Yeah, yeah. So your, your division had a couple of good signings though. Uh, the Dolphins Dolphins made some moves that I thought were pretty I, good. I like the Chase Edmonds signing for Miami. Yep, uh, well, they got. They grabbed Mostert for pretty cheap too. I think that's a heck of a one-two punch. Yeah, and is is Gaskin still there? As far as I know, didn't they trade him late in the year? I don't Hold think on. so. I think Gaskin was still was still there. Like that seems like a pretty good running back room. You know, you add Teddy Bridgewater, that gives Tua some sort of competition. Um, and you know, the Jets signed uh, Lake and yeah. Tomlinson away from the Niners. You know, that's Miles Gaskin is still there. Yeah, the, the yeah, Jets the Jets picked up a few guys too that weren't uh I told I told uh I told Lob Dell at golf on Friday night. I said, you know, Lake and Tomlinson I felt was either gonna be, you know, the Dolphins and the Jets both needed them. There's a San Francisco ties there. The dude has been, just been a rock solid player for the 49ers. They wanted him back. They just knew that his market was gonna go too crazy. Like he just couldn't afford to pay him. So I, yeah, I so know, Lake and Tomlinson uh, Braxton Berrios came back. Yep. Te- Tevin Coleman. Oh, CJ Uzoma. That's the other one that they, yep. the tight end yep. from Cincy. Well, that's, if they needed a tight end. Yeah. yeah I think that. Yeah, they, they did. They did make some moves, but yeah, the, uh, Pats have been pretty, 
low key. Quiet. I, but well, yeah, they I, they spent so much fucking money last year that it was like how the hell? They're tight ends, yeah. yeah. They're they're in New England, not Los Angeles, so they can only do that shit once once every once in a you know great yeah. while. They got to let some of them contracts expire. I mean, I got to <laughs> tell you, that's you know, as a Niners fan, this has been a pretty boring uh, off season for me. We got no draft picks coming up. The only thing we've done in free agency is restructure because we have no money. Could can't trade Jimmy. Nothing's going on. Darren yeah. says <laughs> like the, uh, they'll get hurt. He'll get hurt. Uh, I, if he's healthy, though, God, he's just you know McDaniel's going to be able to use him. I just love the signing for, so for three million dollars. Back to the Chargers too. They did some. They did some good things. I like the Khalil Mack trade. Uh, him yep. and Bo- him and Bosa lined up opposite each other. That's pretty. That's pretty that's, good. Yep. That's pretty solid. Uh, who else did they snag? Um, uh, got JC Ethan. Jackson. JC Jackson. That's the one I was thinking of. Yep. So now you got him and War. Uh, who Ward? No, Asante, uh, Asante, Asante Samuel. Samuel. Asante Samuel yep. Jr. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. That defense much yep. should be much improved. But now, if they could only get a coach, they'd be in good shape. <laughs> he is really bad. And it's sad, too, because he's got some Mercyhurst ties, right? He coached at Mercyhurst. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So it's no, too I think bad. He quarterbacked, I think he quarterbacked at Mercyhurst. Oh, I thought he – I think he started off coaching there, too. He, he might have. I, I don't know. But all I know is I can see what's going on in his brain right now. Let oh, me go out and get all these defensive studs. So when I go for it every fourth down and have to put the defense back on the field, I can say, yeah, at least we got some talent out there. This That's year. exactly it, though. Yeah. I actually read like an article that. about that where they're like, he likes to go for it on fourth down. So they're going to now have a defense who can maybe make a stand, you know, when they yep. need to. Yep. But yeah. Uh, any other notes of uh, free agency that I missed that you wanted to talk about that? I don't think so. I mean, I touched on it a little bit. I still think the steal of free agency for me, well, up until they just Cleveland themselves away was Amari Cooper for a fifth round pick. I, I think that was just, and then, of course, the Browns are going to browns it away with their quarterback situation. Well, and it and it makes me wonder too what all was going on inside that building, because as soon as Cooper gets there, Jarvis Landry's running yeah, through the well, door. Well, they kind of knew that he was kind of on the fence anyway. But doesn't that uh, make you wonder though, like if he knew like some sort of implosion was about to happen, and he just was like, "I don't want any part of this organization." Uh. I mean, I don't know. He was he was such good buddies with OBJ. I think that there's little seeds there. He hadn't been healthy. Um, you know, it's possible that he knew the implosion was coming. Uh, I think more than anything, Cleveland, you know, everyone thought Amari Cooper was just going to get cut. If he because played, they, they didn't want to pay the contract. If he's ever paid anything attention, any bit of attention to the history of the NFL, he should have known that an implosion was coming in Cleveland. Yes. It's been too many years since something really bad happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I do think, you know, again, I, I just hope they figure out a quarterback situation now because I just think Cooper's a, I don't know, I've always been a Cooper fanboy. I think that was a heck of a deal. Uh, real quick note, the upset alert for Gonzaga. Yep. Gone. They won by 21. That's <laughs> nice. Yep. That's how those games usually go. They're, they're up two points with like, Eight minutes to go. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how those games usually go. Jesus. Uh, all right. So, I don't know. I think that's it. I think we're yep. wrapped up here, aren't we? I think so. I think we covered everything we wanted to cover. 
Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I want to thank the sponsors, Swing Juice, Bush Light. I'm pretty pumped about this. As am I. The Bush Light sponsorship's cool. That's it. I, I'm bragging. Like, we know people, you know? I'll make sure I get my Bush Light sign up up behind me for the next I got, episode. I got really Paul. Cool. Paul's going to get us some shirts, too. Perfect. I said, you get us some Bush Light shirts. Like, we'll wear the fuck out of those Absolute, things. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, anyways, back to the rest of them. Pub 302. JP Photography, Your Daily Local, Jones Pest Control, Me, Myself, and Ride Podcast, Mean Sales and Service, and Blue Line Auto. We want to thank all you guys for uh, being part of Season 2 moving forward. Uh, Look forward to what's to come. We kind of laid everything out. Of course, this was a long episode. It was the first episode back. It won't be like this every week, but we'll get into, you know, all the stuff we, we talked about and the new structure of the segments and everything and Go from there. And then hopefully we'll have some, you know, events like the match that we can get out there and yep. do our thing. I got a long list of uh, guests. I, I meant to actually leave that sitting here so I could read off of that. But maybe next week I'll get into some of the future guests that we have. Um, some Division One wrestlers, namely a uh, national champ who's about to be embarking on a journey for his second national title. Uh, Jim Horton, like I said, for Chattanooga Sports Information Director. Um, some local ones I got. Uh, well, of course, Brian's going to come on because we want to talk more about local sports. Uh, yep. Sue and Piper from Allegheny Outfitters. I've been talking with them, uh, having them come on prior to kayak season. There's a lot of people who love that. Um, I'm going to reach out to Margot Lutzenheiser. I think I could get her on. Cause uh, she and she and her athletic director is a, but a friend of mine too at Gannon, so we might be able to get both of them on, which would be pretty cool. That'd be nice, yeah. And then uh, Kelsey Stewart's playing some college softball at Penn State. Do boys, some people like that uh, that I've reached out to and they've agreed. Nate Simon working on that one yet, trying to iron out a date. Uh, he's from Twenty One Pineapples, which is a fantastic T-shirt company. Yep. Supports Down syndrome awareness. If you've never checked them out, check out Twenty One Pineapples. Really, really cool. But, uh, yeah, that's all stuff that's to come. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, Till next week, take care and be safe.